Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, at least here. It's May the 14th, 2020, the year that just keeps on giving. It's another Technical Alpha Podcast. We've got another great show lined up for you today. Mr. Black. Yeah. How are you doing? Surviving. (laughs) Surviving. Surviving. That's pretty much it. Nothing special this week. Oh, well, okay. What do you got? All right. So yesterday. Okay. uh, I woke up and I was. uh, (laughs) Like I need to shower so bad. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I was going, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to uh, look for some retro video games. I was just, I was just in the mood, you know? Okay. So I go on there. And there's a guy that's selling a lot of Super Nintendo games. And it said mm. 600 bucks. And uh, there was quite a few. There was a console, quite a few games. And, um, you know, they, they they were priced, you know, a little bit less than what they were worth, except for one specific picture. Mm. Now, this one specific picture had two games. They were identical. So it was actually one game, but two copies of it. Okay. And the game is, let me see here. I want to get this right here. Um, going. All right. So the game was Super Nintendo's um, Exertainment Mountain Bike Rally slash Speed Racer, which is like, it's a combination game. So it's it's got like two games in one. Yeah, everyone had that one. Well, not this one in particular. No, no, that was was sarcasm. I've literally never heard of that in my life. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, So this game, I saw it in the picture, and he wanted $30 per. So I had to do a double take because he also had just the uh, mountain bike rally version that doesn't have the, the combo. Okay. And he had that complete in box. Now that one complete in box is still worth about 80 bucks. And the cart alone, it's not worth a whole lot because that one was fairly popular. Uh, but this one in particular is the rare variant. And he had two of them and he had them with manuals. Okay. So, so I immediately message him. Now the, the ad had already been up for like nine or 10 hours. He must've did it like late the night before. There was already like 80, 90 people. So I know for sure some people, like collectors picked up on this and saw this. So I messaged him and I said, Hey, uh, I'm interested in buying everything you have. I didn't give a fuck about any of the other stuff really, but I was like, I'll buy it all. Because if you say you buy everything, they're more likely to sell it to you instead of just selling it to someone that's only going to yeah, buy a couple. They don't want to have to do like piecemeal multiple. Exactly. You know, and it's quarantine. You don't want to meet up with too many people. I'm like, I'll buy it all at once. Um, and I said, I'll even give you more than what you're asking. I say, the only thing I ask is don't sell it. Uh, you know, don't sell it. I'll I'll pay for it, and I'll pay more than asking. So the guy ends up uh, shooting me a shooting me a message, and he said, "Hey, uh, you still interested in the games?" I said, "Oh, because I've been looking, at refreshing my email." Because I'm like, "Man, I want this. I want this." And there's a reason why. I'm gonna tell you this in a minute. So I refresh, I refresh, I refresh. Finally, I see it. I still have the games. He said, "I call him up." He gives me his phone number. I call him up. I say, hey, do you have all of the games? He said, well, a guy came here this morning and picked up three of them. I knew it. I knew immediately. I said, hey, were they these games right here? I listed them off. 
He said, hey, honey, uh, which ones did he buy again? Lo and behold, bought the games. They're gone. Now, here's the kicker. This variant is one of the rarest Super Nintendo games on the planet. Oh, no. The game with the manual, $2,500 a piece. Oh, no. All day, every day. Oh, no. Yes. $5,000 worth of games gone. I'm effing chat for that one. Bro. Bro, here's here's the worst part. Oh, no. How much did you sell said, for? I said, hey, man, do you mind if I ask you how much you sold those for? Oh, no. He said, yeah, I gave him a deal. Oh. $15 a piece. I almost threw up. This is what I said to him. Say it I ain't said, so. I said, I said, hey, man, I'm not even going to tell you how much those are worth. I'm not going to do that to you. And he said, okay. And he kind of did a, an awkward chuckle. I know after I said that, he went on the interwet, internet and he searched that shit. And man, dude, there was two of them. To see one, and there were good labels. They oh, had manuals. No. Oh, no. Dude, I would have gotten my hands on one for my collection. And sold And the then other. I would have been able to sell the other one. I even would have probably sold it to a, another fellow collector for like 1500 bucks. It would have... Bro, it would have sold Did like. Did you ask they, who bought it so that you could get in contact nah, with this guy? Nah, because there's like certain cardinal rules that you just don't break as a collector. You, 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 for one, you can't, you can, people do it. But like, you know, part of me wanted to go, hey, man, if you can get your hands on those games, I'll give you $2,000. I'll give you a thousand a piece. That's what I wanted to say. But I already know the guy that got him is a reseller. He's gonna fucking have both them shits up on eBay, and he's gonna he's gonna have them sold for anywhere between twenty five hundred and three thousand. The labels are good. He'll probably get north. Of, he'll probably definitely get north of twenty five hundred easily. Easily, he went in there, said "fuck all the other games." He just bought those and, and ran oh, home. Oh man! So you know, I'm very. It's on eBay right now. It might be on eBay. Let me let me. You let know me when you ch- when you when you're selling games, right? like that guy was and you have a lot of them and then somebody comes to you and says i just want these two specific and there's two of them Mm. you have to as the seller stop even if you don't know it already stop and go now why Mm -hmm. why would somebody want not just one but both copies and those are the only games they're interested in there yep. has to be a reason why. And yep. he apparently didn't think about that and sold those for like three cents. I want to see what the last dude, the manual alone, bro. The like last manual, bucks? $569 and there was multiple <laughs> bids for the manual. Oh. And the dude had two of them. It's disgusting. That's so unfortunate. Holy shit, that's so unfortunate. Yep. It's rare to get that game under 2000 for just the cart. It's rare. The cheapest one that looks like it's gone, the cheapest one is $1,828. And there's some that people are watching, and that was that was a while ago. There's some that, you know, they're going up for 2800 bucks for the cart. Not even, not even with the manual. I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick. 
So anyway, he got two of them. And uh, I was so close, but what can you do? It, what can you do? The guy didn't have his Bro. phone number there. I couldn't message them. I would have, uh, you know, I would have just, it is what it is. So anyway, I was depressed yesterday for about an hour and a half. <laughs> like legit depression. Like I, it couldn't get it off my mind. It was, it was bad. You're, when you're that close, you know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's like, my, when are you ever going to see those again? And when are you going to get two of them? Well, so you my can keep first, one and sell one. Yeah, my first question would have been, who did you sell them to, and can you give me his contact information? Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Cardinal rules, Blue Jay rules, fucking Crow rules, Seagull rules. Doesn't matter what kind of fucking rules. Are, I don't give a fuck. We're talking about two copies of an extraordinarily rare game, and yeah, they might know what they're doing, but there's a chance. That they don't 100% know, and maybe, depending on how, as a collector, how how hell-bent you are on getting that game, if they're like you and said, you know, if you're a fellow collector, maybe they cut you a fucking inside deal before blasting that shit yeah. out on eBay. I don't give a fuck. I'd be, so doing, anyway, I'd be chasing it down. That but was that's, my that's day. so unfortunate. That was, that was my day. That's so, so unfortunate. But hey, you know, it's gonna happen. Once in a while, as a collector, you're gonna, it's the, it's the... You know, the game that gets away. Well, the worst part about it is I hadn't looked for like a couple weeks or I just hadn't even. Yeah, and, I'm yeah. like, and then that yesterday I saw it, man. I was like, it's one of those finds. You just. You have to be on like, the shit all the fucking time. You do. You do. Otherwise, so. that's going to happen. It's just the way it goes, right? <sighs> so anyway, it is what it is. That was my week. When I was a kid, my mom sold an Elvis record worth $2 million with four other records for a dollar. I didn't even know there was an Elvis record worth $2 million. I'm not surprised. White people really like Elvis, bro. <laughs> like, a lot. Especially old white people. They are big on Elvis. They like to ignore that he basically ripped off every black artist in the history of rock and roll to put together the persona that he was because a bunch of white people didn't want to listen to black rock and roll uh, artists at the time. But hey, $2 million Elvis record. Uh, my week was, uh, was another, uh, another week. Yeah. Rip, rip little Richard, by the way, an actual Mm. pioneer of rock and roll. Um, and, uh, most importantly, the writer and singer of the theme song to the magic school bus. Yes. The, uh, the, the, the show that people of our vintage would have hoped that in school the teacher was getting lazy in science class and said fuck it and wheeled that tube tv cart down the hall and put on an episode of the magic fucking school bus and everyone got excited however my week was another week uh the website is now fully functional and standing on its own it happened Mm. it took well over a year to make it happen. But the website is up. It is functioning. It is available worldwide. We had a weird CDN and host uh, host conflict there that was stopping some countries from accessing uh, the website. That is fixed. Everything is running like butter. WarCouncilGaming.com is up and in the books. Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake Review uh, has been up now for a, about a week or so and has uh, received... More positive than I would have expected, um, in general. So that's been, that's been good. <laughs> Miyagi is memeing because. <laughs> so I posted, um, 
Uh, well, one of the websites that I go to to source podcast news, I didn't have to this week because the community had us chock full of news, but uh, mm. oftentimes I go to a, a website, uh, n4g.com, uh, and it's uh, basically, um, uh, I don't want to call it like Reddit for games kind of thing, because that exists obviously, but it's similar to that in that it's curated content from many websites, big and small, from around the web for video game news, reviews, opinion pieces, all that stuff. Excuse me. And so you can post your own stuff on there and it has a chance of getting accepted. There are you, people become labeled contributors and then they can give the okay or the not so okay if an article mm-hmm. actually makes the front page of the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, well, front page. I said, well, fuck it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a post this and see if it even gets accepted. So it gets accepted. It doesn't mean front page right away, but like it's, it's accepted. So it's, it's visible to the public if they're on the website, basically. And then, okay. kind of like Reddit, they have an, uh, uh, they have, it's not an upvote downvote system, but they have like an algorithm that looks at how many people are interacting with the article on the site, how many comments are going in, who's commenting, um, who's like, if there's like a lot of up and down votes on comments, you know, is it spicy, is it not? And then that algorithm just d- determines the heat of of mm, that uh, the heat. Spike. So it starts at like. Th- 30 degrees or some shit and goes from there and then and then you get further what up what site is this n4g.com and then N4G. it goes yeah and then it goes further up the page and then if it's really spiced then you get in the and in, in the top bar of the page uh which is normally where most of the like big news around the the web that uh hangs out uh and so i post that review and i was like i wasn't thinking that it was even going to get fully accepted because it was the first submission i thought maybe i'd i'd convince a couple of people to give it the okay, uh, and sure as shit for like the first hour and a half or so, only it was four to ten. It needs ten co- contributors to give it the okay. So I had four or ten. I was like, all right, it installed out there. I was like, okay, it's probably not going to make it this time. I'll put the next review up, and once they see more of my shit, it'll pop off eventually. Okay. okay. So I go to stream. Seven hours later, after winning one of the greatest games of Monopoly ever played, I leave the stream and I and I boot up N4G and I notice I notice that the temperature on the review is 210 degrees and I Whoa, was like it's I, spicy, I huh? was like wait hold on now and so I go to the site and sure as shit it was on the front page of the site Ooh. not in the top bar but it was on the front page you didn't have to scroll motherfucker oh. was basically right there oh and I was like all right now. What I knew was a, 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 absolutely going to happen, because what you have to know about N4G is that for those who have been around gaming news and, and whatnot in communities and forums for a long time, is that we, we talk about here console wars. It's one of the dumbest fucking ideas ever. Great for marketing, but when it comes to like people on social media and shit, you get some full-blown crazy people. Most of them are kids. You know, they're like 14, 15, 16 years old. N4G is kind of like GameSpot uh, forums back in the day had an entire section called literally console wars. And it was like, if you thought Reddit was bad, if you went to the console wars forum on GameSpot in like 2005, holy shit. I'm checking it out now. Oh, it's spicy. <laughs> it got, it's spicy, right? Oh, it's spicy. Lots of, lots of salty fans in there. 
And so the first thing I mean, I, you gave it a two. Yeah, yeah, which is which is which is fine. But you know, it's funny. We'll talk about that. So I so I give it uh, my reviews to it. Yeah, two out of five or whatever. But if you look at my on the website, you see you read what two out of five means. It 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 means that fan, at two out of five, the people who are likely, based on my opinion of the game, people who are fans of this series, if it is a series, are likely going to like it. Is what two to five means. It just means that I have a lot of problems with not just the gameplay, but if there's like, you know, if I can get my hands on like the gameplay has issues, the story or the uh, or the characters, whatever. Basically, what it came down to, I post this review up. I knew that since it hit the front, I was going to get fucking lambasted because for two reasons. One, this is like the most loved game of the year by Miles because it's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Two. Nobody has ever heard of my ass. Ever. I am mm. a nobody. I am mm. literally a nobody. And so, especially in this space... You're gonna so get spicy. Nobody's heard about War Council Gaming before. I bro, posted it you myself. You to, bro, you, what you need to do is you need to start... You just need to be spicy on every game review. <laughs> and you just... You gotta, dude, you gotta own it. You gotta own it, bro. Well, you gotta know I, your but, niche. Uh, you gotta know it. You gotta own it. I'm not changing. Unapologetic. I'm not changing anything. Don't feed any of these trolls. Don't. I'm not feeding. No. Right. Right. Your shit. Well, here's the thing. So if you read the if you read the comments on it, right? You read the comments uh, on it. I responded to some of them. I was starting, (laughs) and you look at the upvotes, and you look at the upvotes and downvotes in the comments. I swayed. If you you can't see it now, but from the start to the uh, end, I swayed over fifty percent of the new people that came onto that article. In my favor, to the point where other contributors were standing up for me, saying, "You guys are a bunch of s-. like." There's one guy who's like, "If I read the guy uh, War Council game his comments and then your comments, you're the one obviously licking the salt mine walls." Like if people, like there was a that article got spicy, bro. I didn't even think it was going to make it out of the fucking like gate. Gets to the front page, then it hits 310. Gets to the top bar of the Spice. fucking website. Top. Bro, you need to be- Dude. Bro, you just need to spice it up. What you need to do is you need to go over the top, bro. You need to, you need to, you, 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 you found, you found your niche, right? You've, you've, this is, hey, if you're doing game reviews, bro, and you want as many people in, at your website and, and, and reading the work, you putting a lot of work into this shit. You gotta, you gotta double down. Now you know what gets people fired up. Well, you know I, you, I knew that this was, I knew that two out of five was gonna fire every, like a lot of people up. Because everyone's everyone wants this game to get perfect tens, but I didn't write it at two out of five because I was going to get clickbait. That was the thing that, that that was hilarious. The first and number one comment, clickbait, and I was like, oh fuck, because like like everyone's everyone calls everything that they don't agree with clickbait. It's uh, it's the first thing. But when it's a review like this, I was like, oh, this is going to get me fucked. So they label clickbait. I respond to them. I'm like, well. If it's clickbait, I'm I'm pretty I'm wasting my time because I have no ads on the website. I run no ads on YouTube. I don't take free games from developers. So if I'm clickbaiting, it's the worst fucking money-making clickbait scheme of all time. Nobody's hey man, heard need, of me or whatever. You need to so run what they do now. They know they know, they they do know now. now. Hey, and, so now next time next time you do another review, make it spicy. I don't need to make, make it, it spicy, spicy because all it takes spice to be spicy. I'm, I'm gonna keep it fucking hunted. All you need to do to be spicy in today's video game review is not be a shit reviewer. If I'm gonna be real, 
and not just and not just look at games where everything exists between a 7 and a 10. You know how review score systems work right now? Nobody uses anything below a fucking like 6. You know how review scores work? It goes 1 1 1 1 1 1 7 8 9 10. That's exactly how the fucking review systems work across the interwe- uh, internet right now and has been for years. It's bullshit. People see a 2 out of 5 and they go, oh, it's a 4 out of 10. It must mean that it's the, it's not worth playing. Nobody should play. It's dog shit. And therefore this review is dog shit. That doesn't mean anything. That just means I'm using the whole fucking scale. If I stack this game up against like a Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Zero Dawn makes Final Fantasy VII Remake look like a pile of fucking monkey shit coated by a bunch of high school dropouts. The two Dude. ends of the review score have to be fucking used. It, right. At All best, right. this game is a three to five if they expanded more on Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge, which they didn't, and you're going to find out when you play the game. Then All it gets right. a sounds three. Like, sounds like you've had a a a uh, an interesting week, sir. So what I have to do, too, is I have to talk to the, the people who make um, the plugin that I use for the comments on my site. Because uh, you can comment as a guest, you don't have to be a member, it's just that you, you're just labeled a guest and you don't, you know, it's whatever, you don't get to like add your own uh, avatar and shit like that. Um, but I have to talk to them because I need to find out a way to make it so that the, you can't upvote or downvote comments without signing in and being a member. Because mm. a lot of the salty people there clicked through the website, went down, didn't comment, and then just downvoted everyone yeah, else's yeah. comments. Yeah. To the point where a lot of them the positive upvotes on my own website, not M4G, were cut in half or less. Mm. Some mm. went into the negatives because some people are so fucking salty about this this review. But I did earn a number of new fans off of go. this review. Boom. And I earned some review, uh, so, uh, at least one fan just by how I responded to the people in the M4G thread. There you go. So it there all came, go. it all came, and at the end, at the end, if you look at like the upvotes, downvotes and shit, it was basically a 50-50 split, and I got all that publicity to warcouncilgaming.com. So There it is. Keep it spicy. Keep it going, Adam. Good job. It happened. So that was my hey. week. Hey, that's that was exciting, week. man. That was that's big, exciting. It was a big week. First article went up. Now, I don't go. expect any other review to get anywhere close to that for a long time because that was a perfect storm. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, dude. Uh, it got, was a spicy got, 2 out of 5. Bro, bro you've got fucking... Um, uh, the Last of Us Two coming out, bro. There's some big games coming out. You just need to get. You just need to yeah, get. Yeah, but I'm not going to intentionally shit on a game to fucking like get put up on the website. Adam, for God's sake. Adam, I'm going to I'm going to be 100 percent with you, bro. You don't need to be intentional. The way that you analyze games is some of the most douchiest fucking honest, <laughs> honest, honestly, bro. <laughs> douchey? You, you, really? Okay, maybe douchey isn't the word I want to. Seriously? Petty, maybe I think petty is probably the petty. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, dude, the, right. the, your your outlook on games and the way that you analyze and critique games, you don't even need to try to be spicy, bro. You just need to keep reviewing games, and it's going to work out for you. Yeah, and well, don't take that as an that, insult. But no, that's what I, that's hey, what I, I was think, saying. That's what I, I was saying is that bro, I'm I using your shit's, fire. your shit's uh, fire, bro. I'm using my entire fucking review scale. I'm not going to yeah. be the guy that gives every game hey. a minimum three out of five, four out of five. Just do you. Hey, I'm just, gonna just do, do you, me, bro. Hey, I got. Hey, I, I'm impressed. Your website looks dope. Your your review is good. You put a lot of effort work into it. You deserve. You deserve the uh, the attention. Just keep doing you. Keep being spicy. Keep being Adam. You do that, bro, 
and you're going to get a reputation. <laughs> I'm listening to this guy for five minutes so I can tell he's petty. Look, all I, all I can say, I will be petty right now. Anyone want to go toe-to-toe? <laughs> we go. Any, we go. I'll be petty it, right now. It, I'll be petty. It, 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 I'll be petty. I'll live up to it. It's like being called yeah, an asshole. Yeah. It's like being called an asshole. At some point, you sure. go, all right, I'm an asshole. All right, fuck you then. Yeah, yeah fuck, fuck you, you then. I'm petty. Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. Anyone want to go toe-to-toe with me talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, I promise you... I will either change your mind or the best argument that you will have about it is it's just because I like it. And that will be your best argument. I will shit on you publicly. I will make you look like a toddler. And I'll get it on the front page of M4G.com and then have you look stupid in front of even more people. I promise you. Get it on M4G. Anyone want to do it, I'll do it. And I'll make you look bad. (laughs) So that was my week. Jeff, we got some gaming news to talk about. You ready to talk about gaming news? I'm I'm ready. Let's go. Nintendo finally gets around. Hey, remember that Mario 64 PC port? Yes. And it's gone? Yep. Well, it's it's, it's as gone deleted. as it's as gone as Nintendo can hopefully make it. I mean, it's already on the internet. I mean, good luck with mm-hmm. the Nintendo. The shit's everywhere. You know, people are going to be calling it like Tax File 2007 and like spreading it around the fucking like it's it's on the internet. It's there now. Um, but they're doing their filing thing, the whole, you know, takedown notices, the usual shit, and, and you know, wh- whatever the fuck. Uh, they're also going after, like, YouTube videos that showcase the the gameplay of the PC uh, port and whatnot. So they're really getting serious about it. Um, and they have to. Like, people yeah. getting angry at Nintendo, but, like, look, you have to, because if they don't, then it sets a precedent for court cases where in the future, if they were to take somebody or a, or a group to court, that group could just say, well, they didn't do it over here, so what's mm. different about this? And then Nintendo's fucked. So, so they have to chase these things down and to make it look like they're putting an effort in. Otherwise, yeah, legally, they have less of a foot to stand on, so they have to. Um, so yeah, that happened, and unsurprisingly. So, uh, next up, something that I, I'm sure other fighting games may have done, but if they haven't, I feel like all of them should especially right now in a, during the time where nobody is going to their bro's house to play a fighting game side by side like you would want to because you want no latency. Mm. Skullgirls, to, uh, Skullgirls, which is a relatively popular fighting game, implemented a feature whereby uh, you can actually see if a player is using Wi-Fi to play the game online. Okay. And if they are, you get the choice, do I actually want to play with this motherfucker? That's actually dope. And like the an- the answer most of the time when you're playing a fighting game? No. It's no. <laughs> Hell, you know what? Even if you're on Wi-Fi, you don't even want to play with another person that has Wi-Fi. Exactly. Like the, which is the, the irony. No. It's just yeah, no. The answer's no. <laughs> so you're So if you're playing yourself. if you're playing Skullgirls on Wi-Fi, you might notice a severely increased amount of time to find other people who want to play <laughs> who want to play Skullgirls with you. Uh, and that's definitely definitely a feature pretty much Every single fucking fighting game should have, if it has an online feature. Because, mm. yeah, again, even if you have really good net code, because really bad net code can make fighting games uh, on wired connections bad. But if you have, like, even good net code on good Wi-Fi, you still don't want to play on fucking Wi-Fi. It's a terrible mm. idea. So, yeah, that's a great, uh, a, a great choice. Hope I see that uh, pop up more in other, uh, in other fighting games. And I have to, I have to say, 
I find it weird that anyone who's playing a fighting game online competitively would even bother to play on Wi-Fi in the first place. Because normally that's a group of people who are really fucking, like, yeah. hard-nosed. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the group what's of people... Yeah. yeah, it's like, what's my ping? What's the fucking tick rate of the server? What's the, what's the net code looking like? Can I play this on a fucking CRT panel? Because I don't want to play it on... Uh, on a fucking LCD because the input latency is too high. Like, uh, like uh, so it's weird to me. I'm um, obviously there are casuals that play fighting games, but even the casuals in fighting game communities are fucking hardcore. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how many people are doing it, but they're gonna have a hard time finding games now. At least in Skullgirls. Next up, it is a list of games being remastered, Jeff, because the they just keep pumping these bad boys out. It is like their their modus operandi now, all these developers and publishers out there, to crank out uh, remasters of their old games because their new ones just aren't selling. So, let's yep. start with Diablo 2! It's rumored, anyway. We don't know for sure. You know it's happening regardless. Oh, definitely happening. Just a matter of when. Uh, so, I'm, we're calling it possibly leaked and marked for a fourth quarter of 2020 release, which would put it way ahead of Diablo 4. We yeah. were talking about it as if they were going to do this, it would make sense to do it like six months, a year before Diablo 4 to build the hype, some hype, right? And keep Diablo on the lips of the players. But if they're going to put this shit out at the end of this <clears throat> year or early next year, that is way ahead of Diablo 4 and would seem like a bit of a wasted marketing opportunity unless they're really trying to just hunt down some money because they're struggling or something. I don't, I don't even know. Either way, it is rumored. Diablo 2 remaster. Uh, and a por- apparently, uh, was it Vicarious Visions, I think is the name of the company, who worked on Destiny 2, not that that makes any fucking difference to anyone, but more importantly, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which was that complete remaster of the Crash Bandicoot games, yeah. that were done really well, well uh, yeah. is pegged to that. Hopefully... That is the case. And as few people from Blizzard as humanly possible lay their hands on it. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, if we can get that number down to one, maybe even less than one. Like an occasional email to the guy who gets coffee for the rest of the office. That would be ideal. Because nobody internal that company do I have any faith with no, it did, no. For Diablo 2 Remake. Hell no. We're still looking at, at Warcraft 3 Reforged and the list of bugs that are still in that game and the list of features that they promised that still aren't in the, the game. It's already dead, bro. It's already dead. <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah. It was gone when it released. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> uh, next up on the list of remakes, EA reportedly caving and doing a Mass Effect trilogy remaster for next year as well. People have been asking that. Uh, about that remastering everything just and you know i i I had a when i was playing andromeda i i had a feeling playing andromeda and 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 that was like the best version of andromeda like i'm played i played andromeda long after they had like fixed andromeda and um it wasn't that it was a bad game it just wasn't a good mass effect game really uh and and it definitely you could definitely tell where they ran out of time and so the name of mass effect right now is kind of rough like it's it's not it's not what it was you know circa mass effect 2 into into mass effect 3 before everyone bitched about the ending um 
And you know that they don't want to obviously stop making games under this franchise name. I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a massive, no pun intended, IP, and they're going to want to make more games. But a good way to get the name uh, of the trilogy back in good graces would be to hopefully knock a remaster of the first three out of the park. And so that's what we're hoping for. That is the reported thing that's happening, the trilogy. Um, you know, three actually still stands up pretty well as a game. I don't think that's going to have to have a lot done to it. What I will be interested in is how much they change the combat and stuff of the first two games. Like, are they just going to do a visual overhaul with audio overhaul? Uh, or are they going to retroactively apply the newer game combat systems, which were, according to the vast majority of players, I think mostly myself included, better by miles than the first game, certainly. Less the second game, but at least the first game. That that combat system does not hold up nearly as well. So it would be interesting to see how much dev time they want to dump into updating the first two games. Because the third one's going to stand pretty well on its own. Mm. With just visual and audio updates. But the first two, especially the first one, that one... <laughs> That one needs some work. So, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It was inevitable whether or not it, it is actually happening in the time frame that's being reported right now, which is apparently for sometime next year. Not a clue. Uh, but, you know, if they do it, they, they don't really have a lot of room for error because of, of how Andromeda left and how they need this to basically revitalize the name of Mass Effect before they uh, even bother trying to explore the next Mass Effect game. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of yeah. like what Halo is doing. Yes, and we're going to talk about that because, boy, I tell you, they're not doing a good job. <laughs> so we're going to get we're going to get to that too, but not yet because Jeff, there are more remasters. Oh my God! More remasters. What uh, now? The next one, Mafia. Uh, kind of a sleeper, honestly. I haven't played Mafia, but I have heard I have never heard somebody say anything bad about the Mafia games. And if, uh, I've, it, it is a thing that's happening now. It, it started with them uh, kind of resurrecting their Twitter account, you know, updating images and shit. <clears throat> People were like, "Oh, what's happening?" And then, like less than forty-eight hours later, it was like, "Surprise! Mafia remaster is on its way." So I've never heard anything bad about those games. They've always been visually, like, really impressive, especially for the time that they were released. And uh, so if they get updated, I don't know if they'll use Unreal Engine 4 or 5. 5 we'll talk about here momentarily, but um, then, yeah, all the, all the more, all the, all the better. They'll look fantastic. And I'd be interested in perhaps ju- jumping in because I missed them the first time around. But to mm. be able to have them now remastered and everything, if they're done well, then uh, I know I'd be, I'd be interested in giving them a look-see. Because apparently they are... Like I said, quite good games. Uh, But the most important one, Jeff, the most important remaster of them all. Mm, One that I actually am interested in. What? Excuse me? Uh, Jeffrey Johnston interested in a video game? Boom. Bet you didn't think it was possible. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 getting the remaster treatment uh, number two is my jam. Number two is everyone's jam, bro. Yeah, 
I probably uh, won't even play one. I'd just be jumping right into two. Well, it, I don't like. May are they? I, what I don't know yet is are they keeping them separate because they did do a combo one and two game release. Yeah, years and years combo. ago. I think they're gonna combo. So it. if they keep that system, then you're just getting both games wrapped into one into one actual title and not two yeah. separate games coming as a package, but they're not separate. Like, I don't know how they're tackling that. If they, either way. Very exciting. Some of the most fire soundtracks to have ever been licensed for a video game. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that was my first thing. I, as soon as I saw it on my timeline, I clicked and I was like fucking sc- scrolling. I was like, please God, tell me the soundtrack is intact because it's all licensed music. Like uh, Licensed music in the 90s and early 2000s, you get away with it. It wasn't as expensive, but you don't see licensed music in games as much anymore because shit is fucking expensive. But they pulled it off. Apparently the soundtracks are intact, and that's fire. Uh, but yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is such a fucking good video game. It's dope, yep. Uh, it's actually, honestly, well, for one, it's one of the highest rated games of all time. Which, if you think about it, is kind of fucking crazy, because it's a skating game. <laughs> uh, but uh, it is it is dope. I did see a lot of people asking, that you know, saying that they should have done Underground. I think that shows how old we are now, because really, if you were going to give me the option of Tony Hawk Underground, which is also a good game, uh, but number two all day. it's number two all day, bro. All day. All day. When you played I'd two, pay, who I did you pay, play as? Do you remember? Uh, I don't I don't really remember. I don't really remember. I know I played a fuck ton of that game, though. Mm. Like a fuck ton. A lot, a lot. Still have it back there. Yeah, I... Uh, uh, I I might well. I have I have one of your copies, I think, or I have my own. I can't remember back here. I was playing it when I had the whole setup for shitty games done slow earlier in the year. I was mm. playing it, and uh, two things. One, I am fucking terrible at that game now. I used to know all the, like the moves and shit. I could like grind every rail in a fucking level and not stop. Like it was just like nonstop, whatever the fuck. Like that was always the the challenge was how long can you grind and keep a combo going uh, mm-hmm. before you bailed out. And for me right now, uh, that was like three to four and a half milliseconds before my ass tanked off the edge of a fucking reel. So uh, I will love. I would love to be able to play it again, not on an N64 controller. So yeah. that's that's what I'm looking forward to with these <laughs> with these uh, these updates. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's just super cool and completely unexpected. Like nobody was sitting at home going, "Hey, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two should get a remaster," and that would be dope. Like, nobody was thinking that. So that was a nice surprise. And it's not too far away. It's like, what is it, like, a yeah, couple months? months. Uh, September? Yeah, five months, five months. Yeah. So that's fire. That's fire. I don't remember who I used either. I, I know I didn't use Tony. I used, like, what's his name? Yeah, I, don't think I, I don't think I used Tony either. But. Was his name Bucky? Like, Bucky Lassick or something like that? I don't know, bro. It's so many years ago now. Shit. It's I wasn't, so- like, I was, I was literally, that, those games... On this street, which was just prior to you showing up here, those games literally were the genesis of everyone on the street owning skateboards for a summer and being super into skateboarding for mm-hmm. a summer. It was only for one year, but it literally that those games alone were enough to have like all 11, 12 kids on the street running around with like Walmart ass fucking skateboards, uh, you know, showing off the, the sick artwork. On the bottom of the board, bro, and like, oh, you know, what trucks do you have? Like, a bunch of, like, seven-year-olds talking about shit. We had no idea what the fuck we were talking about. But, uh, that was a guy? Okay, there you go. 
Yeah, Bobby Lassick or something like that. Yeah, that was yeah. Lots of dudes in there, all during a time where skating was far more popular than it is now. Uh, okay, what else is next? Next. Ah, here we go. So last week, Jeff, we talked about uh, that third-party um, showing that Microsoft had for the Series X, and uh, we talked about how it was lackluster because it was mostly games that were being developed for this generation that were being shown in this uh, this this event under the, pre- the the under the premise that they were all being like visually improved and to run better on the Series X, right? Enhanced for Series X or whatever whatever they they said. And uh and they said there was going to be lots of gameplay. And we also talked about the fact that there was None. not lots of gameplay. <laughs> Minimal. Uh and if it was gameplay, they were changing the definition of gameplay. Yeah. And so uh you know, yes, there were a couple of games that stood out, and we talked about them, but in general, it was a pretty shit showing. And it was their first major misstep in all of the, like, Xbox Series X stuff, news and stuff that they've been releasing. It was, like, the first real major misstep. And the internet did not let them fucking get away with that shit. They came down on them pretty hard. Uh, especially the gameplay part. People weren't really necessarily so upset about the fact that it was a bunch of third-party titles, and they were for current-generation stuff. Yeah, whatever well, that's fine showcase so you know is what it is it, you know people expected that but the gameplay part people weren't so happy about that one they let them know uh and so they uh microsoft actually did respond and they admitted that hey we set wrong expectations about the gameplay our bad um i don't think they'll make that mistake again i do not, well, I don't think they'll make it in the same, I, I think they'll still show games like that, but I don't think they'll label everything as gameplay so readily now, because if they do it a second time, holy Bro. shit. And you gotta know Xbox, PlayStation's trying to learn from it too. Xbox is doing what Xbox does. They are gonna fuck it up in the fourth <laughs> quarter. I, 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 don't know, I don't know what it is. I, I have no idea. They've, you know, it, it's not over for them. It's definitely a misstep. And yeah, people yeah. are now, the problem with this is now people are going to be looking for shit to bitch about, you know, because I feel like the whole, everybody was excited. Even me, like, I'm like, fuck Xbox for a while. And then they started just doing the right things. They just kept their head down and they're just going, they're improving, they're improving, their things are looking good. They're coming out with stuff. Everything's going great. And then the moment is time to shine. They, they just do it again. And, and I actually believe that they're going to fuck this up again. They're going to do some dumb shit. Their presentations are going to be awful. And Sony's going to come in, the savior, because what's happening right now is Xbox's good reputation is starting to get tarnished, and people are now going to be looking for Sony to come out and just do anything right. I mean, Sony can come out and do a half-ass job, and at least it ain't Xbox. They're going to have gameplay footage. They're not going to, they're not going to, because Sony does this shit right. I mean, their whole uh, thing that they did, uh, whatever the hell that thing was before, but that was like a weird, I don't know what the. Dana, Dana that- Carvey got up on stage and talked yeah. for a while. Yeah. But yeah. I think even the fans kind of <laughs> knew what that was to a degree. Like they weren't expecting much. Well, Sony but fans it, were, were yeah. yeah. 
but this is this was different. Like people thought, like, oh shit, you know, here we go. Finally, we're in quarantine. We're looking for just something exciting in our lives. Uh, Sony, PlayStation hasn't shown anything. Xbox is taking initiative. They've been doing all these right things. Game Pass is crushing it. We're hearing all these great things, but bro, this is it. This is Xbox comeback. And you know what they do? They drop the ball and they they drop it bad. This isn't even like a small drop. There was nothing exciting or memorable of that presentation. It was just disappointment. It was like taking a fucking girl home at the end of the night and you're going, you know what? I'm at least going to get my dick sucked. <laughs> and, you, and you go in there and she's passed out. You got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing but a hangover and you got $200 less in your wallet. Wow, that's an expensive and then, and, then she wakes, and then she wakes up in the morning and she realizes, what the fuck? Why am I even in the house with this guy? And then she leaves. That's what that was. They had to at least come in and at least cup some balls and stroke a taint and do something. And they didn't even need to do much. They needed to at least have a, 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 a wow moment, like one wow moment. They didn't need to have Keanu Reeves come out on stage or some shit. They just needed to have one wow moment. They had zero wow. Zero. They didn't need Keanu Reeves. They needed Owen Wilson to come out and say, wow. <laughs> That's what they needed. They needed something. They needed They needed anything. But instead, they dropped <laughs> the ball. There was, there was no gameplay footage, bro. That shit was, that shit was in-game fucking... There, uh, were two, there were like two games that stood out that I mentioned, actually, that were yeah, actual, yeah. just with no UI on it, but you could tell yeah. it's legitimately gameplay. Like the calm game or whatever it was. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that shit. And, dude, it didn't even look impressive. It just looked like more no, of the same shit we've already seen. Because and it's for this generation, right? That's, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. So, yeah, so, so and, but, you know, it, a lot of people as well thought that we were going to be seeing a, a glimpse of the the new Xbox and what things are going to look like. It was just disappointing all the way through. They created hype and they didn't follow through. So, um, yeah, they're going to do it again, bro. I'm going to guarantee you on the big stage when it comes time to do something, they're going to do something stupid. And people are going to go, okay, Sony, what do you got? Sony's going to come in and they're just going to do okay. Uh, or they're going to have that, that wow moment and uh, Sony's going to win again. And Sony isn't even saying anything. Bro, that's the beautiful thing. Is Xbox actually had a chance to just put Sony in the corner and have them going, fuck, okay. We we need we need we need a game plan. We need it, we need to strike back. Dude, Sony has said and done fuck all. We don't know anything really about the PlayStation 5, and they're already winning. How crazy is that? They haven't even done anything yet. So I really, I really don't know why they even bothered to go through with that showcase, because from a marketing perspective, if you're sitting back and you're looking at how Xbox is, is running and uh, this is what, this is how I think this happened. So they, we know from last week as well, we talked about the fact that, that Microsoft has announced that they're going to release once a month, some sort of major news about the Xbox. Mm. And I think that that internal game plan that that outline that they're trying that, that that they're trying to hit the target of one once a month whatever i think that superseded common sense where they could have sat back and said look guys sony hasn't said anything people are, are question marks everywhere about sony what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck and we've got all checkmark positive everything 
around the board right now. All we need to do is is guide it home. We just need to guide this bad boy home. This mm-hmm. is an, this is an easy it's T-ball now. T-ball. We got Sammy Sosa hitting a beach ball sized ball off of a fucking tee. Using a Cadillac from 1978. You can't miss. Literally impossible. Except instead, they stuck a blind paraplegic trying to swing a Ford Pinto at a gnat, and they missed miserably. Shit was horrible. All they needed to do was cut this out entirely. Wait for the first party titles. That's Mm going to always pop off. Nail your first party showcase. Nobody gives a fuck. I'm interested in a couple of games there, but nobody gives a fuck about third-party titles being developed for current-generation consoles that are getting enhanced on the next gen. Nobody, like, it's cool that it's happening, and yes, you should let people know that that is happening, but you don't do a showcase where the first real, again, quotation marks, gameplay being shown for your console en masse is third-party titles for this generation. That should yeah. have never no. happened. With the, no. with the buzz around the console right now, and even if it wasn't as positive as it was, it still shouldn't have happened because the takeaways from that third-party development uh, showcase was a game that's been on Steam developed by one dude for fucking five ever, and now it's going to cost $60 on the Xbox. A fucking penis that dripped legitimately. Uh, a game that, that uh, looks like a neat puzzle adventure game that should probably cost $39 to $49. And uh, uh, a horror game that's relatively niche that looks good, but is not going to be selling consoles. Everything else in that showcase was completely unfor- was for- for- uh, sorry, completely forgettable, completely well, you know unnecessary. With Yakuza, like uh, uh, whatever the the uh, feel like a dragon, whatever dragon thing, the Yakuza thing was, will get people excited. But it's coming for again this generation. Yeah. None of that needed to happen. And you know what fucking happened like four or five days after that shit? Or, or seven days almost to the day. Sony does a fucking brilliant move. They didn't have to show off anything nope. internal, first party, third party in terms of games. But what they did do is they went to Unreal and said, hey guys... Your Unreal Engine 5, it's coming. We've been working alongside of you because you know these consoles are coming. How Mm -hmm. about you do your Unreal Engine 5 reveal exclusively running on our next-gen console in real time, and that will be the first exposure to show that shit. How about we do that? Because it's now, if if they had done that without Microsoft showing this shit third-party thing... I don't mm. think people would have clued into a very important piece here is that, and we're going to watch this here in a second if you haven't seen it already because the shit looks fucking wild. Even if it is a demo, apparently the, uh, the guys came out and said, this is with the controller playable. This is a thing. We're just showing it with no UI. This is a, pu- it's not a game in development, but this is all running and what to expect is possible in real time. On the PS5. All right. Say no more. You've sold me. Let's watch it. So, <laughs> Sony Pod drops this. And I'll, I'll say with the very, I'll, I'll say with the very, uh, I have to put the starting soon screen up here for a second. The very uh, 
important piece of information that that doesn't matter because it's overshadowed by how good this looks and the fact that they had the PlayStation stamp on it. So I'm going to pop this up here and get this going here momentarily. We're going to get the trailers up. Okay. And you let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. Epic Games. Bro, the leap, Hello, the, the leap Karras, from four to five is huge. Games. Oh, wait a minute. Hi, I'm Jerome Plato, I'll direct of the special project. Uh, oh, I thought this was ago, just what they showed off. Anyway, we'll watch this. We Fuck we it. Could push forward the state of the art and real time graphics. There were two key areas that stood out. The first, dynamic global illumination. Beautiful bounce lighting instantaneously. I don't have to be constrained to do a game where the world has to be static. And I'm able to iterate a lot faster. And we call this new system Lumen. And we're about Lumen. to show you what it is capable of. But first, there was another area that we thought we could push forward. Truly virtualized geometry. The artist wouldn't have to be concerned over poly counts, draw calls, or memory. We could directly use film quality assets and bring them straight into the engine. And that's a big deal for artists. I just want to be able to import the my big deal for artists. My photogrammetry mm -hmm. Very French. My CAD data without wasting any time optimizing, creating LODs, or even lowering the quality to make it hit frame rate. In the end, that's what it's all about. Art that just works. And we call this new technology Nanite. Here is the we future call this of new technology running live having a really fast solid state drive. Let's take a look at it. This has to be the right way. Ooh. Yeah. So it's running its own. It's this is not using like RTX or, or like ray tracing in that sense. It is using apparently its own. Before we uh, continue, let's stop version. a moment and take a look at some of the key features of this demo. Much of what you see was built with Quixel Megascan assets, but instead of using the game versions, we used the cinematic versions, which would typically only be used in film. There are around a million triangles each. And thanks to virtual texturing, they all use 8K textures as well. Nanite can render an insane number of triangles very quickly. There are over a billion triangles of source geometry in each frame that Nanite crunches down losslessly to around 20 See, this million is what, drawn triangles. This is what we needed. What does that yeah, mean? This, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I said this with the Xbox noise. thing, I said that's not what you should expect. Each a different color. Most this is so what you should expect. Look like noise. Nanite achieves detail down to the pixel which means triangles are often the size of pixels. This amount of geometric detail requires shadows to be pixel accurate as well, and Nanite can do that too. Speaking of lighting, all of the lighting in this demo is completely dynamic, with the power of Lumen that even includes multi-bounce global illumination. Yeah, so that's no a version maps, of... No baking here. Yeah, Without it's a version GI, of ray tracing. All of that beautiful lighting is gone. With Lumen enabled, we can move the light and the bounce changes instantly. God damn. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. See, this is what I meant before as well. We talked in the podcast where consoles push games because they have to build for consoles. With PC is to is too variable well. of a system. Reverb and then this makes PC gaming better down the road. Real spaces, like but look how good this looks. We sampled and reproduce them in virtual spaces. Sound field rendering allows us to record and playback spatialized audio. All of this adds up to a more immersive experience. 
By the way, this is just what the next Tomb Raider game is going to look like, in case you're wondering. They just didn't want to actually put Laura Croft in because they would have had to pay somebody. This swarm of bats was created with our Niagara effects system. Particles in Niagara can now talk to one another and understand their environment like never before. I know I like my particles to talk to one another, Jeff. Hell yeah, I do. We've also added a ton of new functionality to run fluid simulations like you see in the water below. You know what I want? I want Horizon Zero Dawn 3 running in this shit. This looks insane. Now, keep your expectations in check because, boy, he talked about mega scans. You can't do that for fucking everything in a video game, really. Demo runs on our artists still need system. to be able to do shit. Here we are using it to accurately simulate so, the rigid bodies unless your artists have all the time in the world, the <laughs> sit down and do some of this shit. Uh, you know, it's not like this is... Let's put it this way. It's not hard to mega scan a bunch of fucking rocks and put them in. Now, if you're going to do a really intricate building that's done now by that artists, so that's complex, a different... We've needed to greatly improve it's our a different animation thing. systems to adapt. We've added predictive foot placement and motion warping, which dynamically modifies IK and body position to look more natural. For the character to more realistically interact with the environment, we've added the ability to trigger seamless contextual animation events, like her hand on the door. That's promising. Dynamic GI is amazing, not just for speeding up iteration, but also for its impact on gameplay. Nice Any light touch. source can move while it still having be. beautiful bounce lighting. Dynamic illumination means specular as well, which you can see on all the metal surfaces. You can even see the Niagara-powered bugs reacting to the light. Lumen not only reacts to moving light sources, but also changes in geometry. Remember we mentioned high-poly assets? This statue was imported directly from ZBrush and is more than 33 million triangles. An artist no just spent map, half their no life authored <laughs> to put this together. Worth. There you go. And we can do more than a single statue. There are nearly 500 of that exact statue at the same detail level placed in this room there you go. for a total of over 16 billion triangles from statues alone. Jeff, that's the that's half the entire world's available triangles in one room. Demo, there are hundreds of billions of triangles. With Nanite, you have limitless geometry, and with Lumen, you have fully dynamic lighting and global illumination, all running on a PlayStation 5. That's your money shot. But Jeff, did you know that you can see dripping penises exclusively on the Xbox Series X? Couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> this, this I give a fuck about. Now Jeff, what if you saw a dripping penis in this level of fidelity? I'd care a little more about that dripping penis. <laughs> There's not much time left. 
Like it looks like you're playing a fucking CG cutscene yep. all the time. It can yep. stretch pretty insane. All the way to the horizon. There's your draw distance. Holy fuck! It's open. The portal is open. This is gonna make me want to buy a new Don't TV. Yup. Well. Well, not you. You're good. Not me. Yeah. You might. You might. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well. Yeah. Ooh, that's cool. I like that it's still stylized and they didn't go for full, like, fucking realism. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you still feel like you're playing a video yeah. game. Yeah. Because when it gets too real, it starts to... Uncanny Valley is a hell of a drug, yeah. bro. Yeah, it doesn't... It's not as effective. No. But you know what was effective? That presentation... That presentation. Right there, dude. That's insane. That's insane. Bro, I don't even I don't even care about this type of shit, but that right there makes you care. That shit's crazy. So, um now don't get it twisted. There wasn't somebody holding the controller. They just put up X to fucking interact and shit. Of course, however, of course, but I mean, god damn, dude. However, you should never expect that a game is likely to look that that good all the time because that, that is still a tech demo. It is running in real time, but it's still a tech demo. That is showing like that that is Unreal sitting down with PS5 dev hardware and making the best possible audio yeah, visual dude, experience. It, this is they're selling you on this shit. You know this is However, like. This is a Big Mac commercial, and they got yes. that beautiful-looking Big Mac. Yes. Now, when you get it, it's not going to look exactly like that, but hey, it's still a Big Mac, and you still should be impressed. I mean, once in a while, they're still not all that impressive. I mean, let's be honest yeah, here. So, yeah, yeah, they're still not. You know, there's. It just really depends on who's taking the care with the Big Mac in behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's people that 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 spend a lot of time on crafting that perfect-looking Big Mac. And then there's people that just slap shit together, it's like right. an Xbox presentation, and you, you, that's what you get. But that was cool. I like that. So, um, yeah, that's your absolute best case scenario. You're not going to see that. If you do, For it now. won't be until the end of the fucking console's life cycle, probably. Yeah. But it does show just how crazy stuff can get with the, the new consoles coming. So here's the here's a couple of important things. One... It's still not gameplay, and and they still like to misconstrue the definition of gameplay, much like Microsoft did, but in a different way, and that's whatever. The more important piece of the inf- uh, of the pie here, information-wise, is that what nobody's talking about um, is that everyone, a lot of people, most people are pumping this up for PlayStation Five because it's running on PlayStation Five, right? And that's fantastic news. The smartest thing that Sony ever did was this so far because, again, they didn't have to show off any of their games. They showed off the absolute, like, fucking near the maximum that that console is going to be pumping out. But they did it with a third-party engine developer. Yep. That engine is going to run as well or better on the Series X. Yep. But 
Microsoft didn't hop on or pay the money to have that demo run on their console. And so now the discussion is how good the PlayStation 5 shit is looking because people aren't going to go, oh, well, games aren't going to look like, you know, all that would have They don't give a shit about that. They saw PlayStation 5. That's running on PlayStation yeah. 5. We saw an Xbox presentation. It looked like a bag of smashed assholes lit on fire in the middle of a fucking street. Yep. That's Dude, what goes away be- with people. It was so poorly done, Microsoft, that there's people that legitimately think the stuff they saw was next gen. Yes, exactly. And then they see, and then they see this with PS5, and it truly looks next gen. Yes, and they go, "Whoa, look at the difference." Yeah, that's a bet. That's bad. That that's not, that's not good for for Microsoft. That's not good. No, it's terrible. Actually, it's awful. <laughs> it's it's a bad time. So. Yeah, interesting. That was cool. That was a cool yeah. little watch. So there you go. So that's uh, Unreal Engine Five. Um, what What's going to be very uh, interesting will be to see what it will take to see that kind of stuff on a PC, because a lot of what's going on there, as as graphically impressive as these next gen consoles are, it's the speed of the memory working with their storage that is allowing that many triangles <laughs> to appear on screen at the same time and load without issue and all that shit. You don't really get that on PCs right now. Will you be able to? Yes. Is it going to cost you a shitload of money? You bet your tight little ass it is. And so for a short while, and I'm not even, I'm not fucking with you here, a lot for maybe a year to two years, the PS5 and Xbox Series X with first-party titles that are really pushing these systems are going to look and run better than pretty much, not all, but almost every PC that any one of us owns, down to me with a, with a 20, uh, 2080 Ti. It's just, it's not going to, it's not going to stand up. It'll still look good. But the consoles, for the first time in a couple of generations, are going to have the jump on high-end PC gaming, which is fucking wild. Uh, It's great news, because it's going to push PC gaming stuff forward. But uh, PC Master Race for a couple of years will be console Master Race for for a short time. And that will be fun to, uh, to see and see how it pushes hardware on the PC front. Because inevitably, PCs will will pass yeah. by, but it will only happen because developers have been given these consoles to max out and then it passes on to PCs. So there you go. Uh, in related news, Unreal Engine 4, which is the current tech, is license, uh, the licenses are being changed for that. So they're waiving the, uh, the royalties that you would normally pay if you use the engine on the first $1 million in game revenue which is fucking enormous for indie developers. Mm. So that means if you want to build your game as an indie dev in Unreal Engine 4, you don't have to pay a red fucking cent on that uh, usage until your game has made more than a million dollars in revenue. Which for most indie devs, if you even hit a million dollars, that's a massive fucking achievement, and it allows you to make another game or two. So... That's that's fucking huge. That's gonna that's gonna be you're gonna see a lot of indie devs move to Unreal Four 
just for that. Not to say that already Unreal 4 isn't already a pretty good engine to build it with in, in the first place, but just for a million fucking dollars in revenue before you get to pay out of pocket to Unreal that or Epic, that's, uh, that's fire. Uh, next up, with more positive news in, in Sony's court, uh, a bunch of, in fact, I think it's, it's either happening right now or has already happened today. Uh, they had a state of play for Ghost of Tsushima, that, uh, that Samurai, um, first party exclusive for the PlayStation. And, uh, a bunch of info dumped on that game. Uh, and so you could probably watch the state of play, but I'll just run over some of the, uh, some of the stuff that we now know, uh, about the game. Um, it's an open world samurai adventure, which everyone would have known by now. The game is grounded and realistic. There's no super, uh, supernatural elements to the game, so it's not magic and shit like that. It's you with a motherfucking sword against other dudes with a sword. Uh, the game is an original work of fiction. They are not rebuilding history stone by stone. Ghost of Tsushima is enormous, apparently. The biggest game Sucker Punch has ever made by a wide margin. Uh, you can play the game with a Japanese voice track, which lots of people are going to be happy about. And honestly, given the game, it's probably best to play in Japanese anyway, unless you really don't like reading. Uh, there's no branching narrative, so this is a straight shot. Whatever they tell you is going to happen is going to happen. Game comes out July 17th, so you can look forward to that coming up pretty soon. It does have a photo mode, which is great news because it's a good-looking game. Uh, multiple difficulty settings. That's interesting because it, it is pegged by many to be, up to this point, a Souls-like. And normally mm. you don't get any difficulty modes <clears throat> in that. That's the bend over and bend over Take hard. It. And that's it. Uh, but this has some difficulty modes. So obviously there must be a fair amount of story element stuff here that they don't want to uh, scare people away from the game so that they can experience yeah. uh, the actual story of the game itself. Uh, not going to be a UI heavy game. So apparently a lot of the combat and stuff, it's going to be, it's going to look very cinematic because there's not going to be a bunch of shit all over the screen. Uh, the sword play and the horse are all motion captured. The composer of the game is, uh, Shigeru, uh, oh, I don't know how to pronounce that last name. So I'm not going to even bother trying to butcher that shit. Uh, however, you can see more of that with that state of, uh, play. The game doesn't have any waypoints. I don't even know what the fuck this game is anymore, but... There's a lot going on, uh, and it looks pretty fucking wild. People are very excited about one specific feature, Jeff. You can, at any point in time, clean your sword of the blood of your fallen enemies by pressing a button. There you go. Fantastic. So that's why I know I look forward to when I'm playing a game, is cleaning my weapon of the blood of my fallen bitch-made enemies. Uh, next up... Uh, in, uh, hardware news, just to briefly squeak this in, I probably should have put underneath the Unreal stuff, but it's two seconds long anyway. AMD's new budget CPUs, we're talking like $100, $110 and under, <laughs> US, uh, are really fucking good. Like, for, for just, if you're just playing PC gaming, they're actually, like, stupid good, to the point where people are wondering why AMD is only charging $110 for these. Because not only are they good, they also overclock really fucking well. Uh, and so what people are particularly excited about, other than the fact that these things cost like next to nothing, is that the fourth gen Ryzen stuff, which is already in laptops, which is already uh, besting desktop processors of AMDs in some instances, those desktop versions are coming in the not-too-distant future. And that shit 
If Intel doesn't have something magical, some sort of massive dick hidden somewhere, the game is about to, it's already changed, but the game is going to be in a whole strumma level mm. when this shit comes around. We're, mm. we're, we're talking honest to God. Like, I don't even know what AMD's doing. AMD almost needs to put the brakes on. Motherfuckers are going too fast. It's like mm. they're, they're showing all their cards when they only need to show like one. Mm. They're giving them all away. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just incredible fucking uh, leaps forward here for, for PC parts uh, from AMD. Next up is what we were talking about earlier when you were mentioning them uh, with the, all the remasters and stuff, what they were doing with the Master Chief Collection. Uh, Halo 2 Master Chief Collection's uh, release landed here the other day. It had a small delay, but they inevitably got it out. With a number of the same bugs that we've seen before in the other parts of the Master Chief Collection. And more. And uh, features that didn't quite make the launch window as the collection continues to struggle. So I have uh, a list of some of the bugs here. And, like, honest to God, so this... um, The Master Chief Collection, just to remind everyone, this is the second time the Master Chief Collection has been put out. We had it on the Xbox One already. It came out in 2014, and they didn't finally fix the game in its entirety, and they still didn't fix everything, until 2018. It took four fucking years for them to do that. So when everyone heard that the Master Chief Collection was coming to the PC, they were like, oh good, this time we get the fixed version, and maybe even a little bit better because it's going to be running on PC hardware. The answer to that is, no, you're not. It's going to be broken and worse than the Xbox fixed version. Uh, and they don't have any timelines on when a lot of these things are going to be fixed, if ever. While on top of that, making the weird decision of adding new features to the game before they've ever actually fixed all the myriad shit that's wrong with these releases. So I've played everything, uh, on the Master Chief Collection up to this point with Halo, uh, I haven't played Halo 2 yet. Uh, I do have some community members who have, and they're not exactly fucking thrilled with it. I was watching Shady, for example, was streaming it the other day. Um, and, uh, saw it there, and there was all sorts of shit going on. Uh, so, known bugs. Are you fucking ready for this shit? <laughs> it's, they released this in this state. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. And there's a patch on, like, day one for the Xbox that still has a bunch of bugs. On the Xbox, in co-op multiplayer, the HUD will become off-centered when zooming in. <laughs> terminal videos, default to English only. In-game audio plays while viewing terminal videos. Subtitles are not present in the campaign gameplay. Subtitles are out of sync in audio with the audio when viewing cutscenes. Users on AMD hardware may encounter missing and or flickering textures across the campaign, such as the elevator on Oracle. Oracle in, uh, has several graphical issues, including around glass flood tanks, clouds, and lighting effects. Cinematic audio for Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary is affected by different audio option sliders. Enemy elites do not dual wield in the campaign. Campaign cutscenes are much louder than the gameplay. Some campaign missions have FPS drops in the first of the, uh, uh, on the first launch of the mission. When having multiple audio devices and swapping between classic and remastered graphics and cutscenes, the audio can change output devices. When using a Ryzen 5 specifically and AMD GPU, large rectangle volumes appear on uh, the mission Oracle, which apparently is just a really broken mission. Blur cinematics and terminal videos have visual issues in non-16 by 9 aspect ratios as they were rendered in 16 by 9. Gunfire sounds are missing from multiple weapons in the Scarab Skull with the Scarab Skull active. With a Scarab Gun uh, Skull active, 
a, a hard lock can happen when firing a plasma rifle after swapping weapons with an elite. Sentinel lights will display for a short time after death before disappearing. Some environmental textures appear in the lower than expected resolutions. Music will loop in incorrectly on Metropolis while on Scorpion Tank. Using NVIDIA GPUs on classic graphics, various foliage uh, environmental LOD textures are completely missing. Gravemind on co-op has hitches and with poor network connections, disconnects can happen. When swapping between classic and remastered graphics, music will change to different parts of the track randomly. Pixelation on shadows could just anniversary graphics. Forge map lighting is not appearing correctly. Performance lowers during gameplay of three plots. Texture resolution is displaying in low quality through various parts of the title. When looking at the fan on Stone, uh, Stone Town, FPS sometimes drop to 45. Audio is missing when reloading weapons when uh, done quickly. Primary weapon audio decreases if you are shooting while picking up secondary weapon. Decals on the Goss uh, Warthog turret will detach from the model during the firing animation. When new using newer Intel drivers with onboard graphics, you can't launch. Performance in theater films is capped to 60 FPS when the frame rate is set to unlimited. There are no inversion options in the settings menu for dual wielding. Lighting is inconsistent between elite and Spartan armors. There is visible stuttering on objects when strafing with unlimited frame rate enabled. Sound effects do not play for the player holding the oddball when playing hot potato. The hop, uh, the hop light, light armor is missing a rear armor piece in gameplay entirely. We're almost done. When using voice chat, there is no notification that players are talking. The music mixing is much quieter in the Master Chief Collection compared to the original. Team spawn systems do not have par a parody with the original. Bullet registration is not on parody with the original. <laughs> the respawn timer is hidden by the territory capture meter in multiplayer. Gamma values are excessively blown out compared to legacy. Super bouncing does not uh, mirror the legacy. Snow uh, visual effects does not match legacy behavior on snow weather missions and maps. The sun is not rendered on most maps and missions. When playing at higher fields of view, textures will appear to pop in more frequently as LOD distance is shortened. And finally, banshees turn faster when using a mouse and keyboard. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Halo 2 Alpha release. Put out to the public as a full release, and that, my ladies and gentlemen, is also after a patch. So if you're wondering if Halo 2 on Master Chief Collection is currently worth playing, the answer is probably not, or have a lot of patience. Although apparently, depending on what hardware you have, you might not be playing it at all right now. Yikes. I mean, we could have just, we could have just literally for this subject just said it's dog shit and it's broken. Here's a link if you want to waste your time. Don't worry, Jeff. I wasted everyone's time for them. Holy Next up. Fuck. Uh, my, okay. So my only assumption with all of those bugs and releasing the game, it is really and truly fucking broken as hell, is um, I can only assume they're doing this because. Uh, they're trying desperately to hit the release window for Halo Infinite at the end of the year. And so now they're just trying to push these games out. Doesn't matter how they are. Get them the fuck out the door because we've got to get the window open for Halo Infinite at year's end. And so there you go. 
Uh, the PlayStation Store allows people to rate games before even having played them. Meaning you, nope. can, meaning you can pre-order a game. Don't do that. Meaning you can pre-order a game and, uh, and review it before even having it on your console. As such, The Last of Us 2 is currently seeing at over 800 five-star reviews. And the game is not even out yet. Maybe Sony wants to change that. Yeah, that's bad. That's real bad. Like if you're if your hope is with a rating system on your storefront is to let people know how the players are feeling about the game, maybe wait until the game's out before people can actually rate the game. Yeah. You might want to do like verified purchases too, so that like people aren't just fucking Yes. I don't know, doing what everybody hates is done on Steam where you just go there and hate on a game because Somebody fucking, you found out that some CEO, like, hit his wife on Twitter. Yeah. And then you're just going to go to Steam and, like, completely destroy the game (laughs) that he worked on. And you're going to hit that fucking, that downvote button and the the one-star rating. So, I guess people are only noticing this because it's The Last of Us 2. So obviously lots of people are taking a look at the page. And it looks a little weird because the game is obviously not out. And it's over 800 five-star reviews. What? This might actually be okay. Because everybody knows what this game does. And they already know all the spoilers. So they can pretty much do a review. But every other game, no. True. Everyone does already pretty much know how that game goes. So, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Keep it in, Sony. Working as intended. Paper Mario. <laughs> Paper Mario. Uh, this just happened today, actually. Oh, no, wait. Uh, I'll, we'll talk about that after. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, when we were watching the Xbox showcase and they showed the gameplay, uh, quote-unquote gameplay and that bad boy, um... They had lots of slow motion, kind of like you could, it wasn't really, you know, it didn't look like it was running particularly crazy. Uh, This would be why. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is somehow only targeting 30 FPS on the Xbox Series X. I'm going to say that one more time. Big note for me, dog. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is targeting a min 30 FPS frame rate. Well, they need to target a little higher, like 30 frames higher. Or don't release. Um, zero games in this next generation on consoles, and I mean truthfully, zero, should be under 60 FPS ever. Yeah. It shouldn't even dip. Like, not yeah. even like, you know, like 58? No. Like, yeah, for no. like a microsecond? No. It's 60 FPS minimum. Or nothing. Or nothing. It's 60 FPS minimum or hire new programmers. There is no universe. That's crazy. It's 2020, bro. It's 2020. Nobody wants to hear about how crazy these consoles are and to see the fucking tech demo we just saw from Unreal happen and even understand that they're using an older engine and building for an older game and at any point in time convince anyone that they couldn't hit a 60 FPS target on the Series X or PlayStation 5. It just ain't happening. Nah. Yeah, uh, 60 FPS minimum. 
And that's it. And 60 FPS minimum. If dude, you're hit, that's, that's still, dude, honestly, 60 FPS is still kind of dog shit at this point. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like, that should just be the bare minimum. That's what I mean. That's, that's yeah. the floor now. Yeah, that's the floor. 30 FPS is not the floor anymore. 60 FPS is the floor now. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you know right now that if they don't get that fucking number up, I'm just not buying that game even to review it. I'm not um, playing what? a game at 30 FPS on a new console. That's spicy, Adam. Hey, one out of five. <laughs> one star. And in your title, 30 FPS. And then I just have 6,000 words, which is 30 FPS, copy write and pasted. Yep, write a small novel. No, 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 no. It just says 30 no. FPS, period. 30 FPS, period. 30 oh, FPS for like 6,000 words. Yo, that's going to be 400 degrees. Yeah. Celsius. Wow. Wow. That's hot. That's hot. That's real hot. That's embarrassing. I don't know why they'd even fucking ever... I, I can't even imagine. I, yeah. I can't even fucking fathom that shit. Paper Mario. This got announced today. Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Origami King got announced and is releasing July 17th. July is a hot... A hot month in more ways than one. Lots of games coming out in July. Uh, trailer is there. You can check it out. I've watched it, Jeff. You can watch it if you want. Give it a little peek. See, you've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play it here because Nintendo will fucking like come after our children. So yeah, I'm not going to bother. Um, it looks visually at the very least fucking dope. fire. Yeah, it looks dope. Looks fucking fire. I'm going to pick yeah. that game up. Yeah, it looks dope. I haven't played a Paper Mario game since the original one on the N64. That was a good game. Other Paper Mario games have been good. But this looks... You know what You know what it reminded me when I watched it? Um, just how fucking creative and talented some of the people working at Nintendo are. They're yes. operating on a different, in a different fucking headspace than other video game developers. Why Nintendo crushes it, dude? They have their own style. And it works. They don't do what everybody else does. That's what makes them special. And that actually adds to the to the fact that it's what makes them makes the games look so good is because they're unique. You look at Xbox and Sony, it's the same shit, bro. It really is. The hardware is fuck pretty much the same. It's the same goddamn shit. The only thing you're getting is who's got the first party titles. Nintendo goes, "Hey, we got first party titles that people love that we don't rarely ever fuck up like ever and then on top of that we don't look like everybody else we're different and that's why they win big it does the really fire. look fucking fire it looks dope as fuck bro it reminds me a lot of um uh egghead like when when i first saw egghead or cup cuphead cuphead yeah cuphead when i first saw that it was it, i had that like like ooh, that reaction yeah that reaction like ooh man like just the art style alone is like i want to play that yeah looks dope and so i will on july 17th this year boom take my money um last piece of video game news jeff in what the what? fuck were they thinking news the culling origins introduces the most baffling 
what what uh what Jimquisition labeled pay to play to pay to play model. No. Oh. Where you get one free match a day. That's all I've got. Oh. You pay to play, and then you get one free match, and then you pay to play. No, I'm, I'm going to pass, actually. On a bigger news note, Epic, Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, did that happen today? It happened today. Oh, I didn't see it. I saw rumors, but I didn't see it drop. Free to play. The whole Epic servers, everything just went down. Really? Oh, yeah. She crashed hard. Millions of people picking up Grand Theft Auto V for free. I wonder how much money Epic paid to get that licensing to bring that free for everybody so that people can download that launcher and have that shit installed. Shit's crazy. And if they're playing GTA online, then Rockstar gets some, will get some money from people buying microtransactions. Yep. Big money. That's fucking big money. Huge money. Huge. You know what's nice? Throwing the dick around. Maybe this will be when I hear about it again, but we haven't heard about people bitch whining and moaning about the Epic Launcher in ages. Maybe this will be the thing, the catalyst that like has people go back and reevaluate where Epic's Launcher is right now, and then we hear about how shit it is or whatever the fuck. But I haven't heard in ages. But this is probably going to have some people talking. That's big. So it brought down the servers, eh? Everything just fucking yeah. just everything just crashed. People were telling me they were trying because I was I play Grand Theft Auto for a living, so it's like big news within the Grand Theft Auto community. And there was tons of people today that were just like, "Dude, I everything's crashed. I can't I can't do fuck all. I don't know if it's still up or not, but uh, still getting a four hundred three error from EpicGames.com. Down, everything's fucking down. So there's millions of people. As soon as it went live. Shit just crashed. And that's epic. (laughs) Holy shit. That's pretty crazy. uh, Yeah, not not just, again, not like Sieg was pointing out in chat, not just free to play for the weekend. No, you own that shit. You own that game. It's given to you. It's yours. Damn. And this is coming from... Let's not get it twisted. Grand Theft Auto V is still selling ridiculous copies today. Yes. Like, this isn't like, oh, shit, the game is dead. It's not selling anymore. This shit is like, you know what? The shit is selling. Epic must have thrown them some some sort of ridiculous amount of cash. Oh, they, they would have had to. Yeah. And then now there's going to be pretty much everybody that was like, eh, maybe I'll jump in. They just can just go have it for free. The whole game, ca- campaign, online, everything. This is uh, crazy. It's nuts. I Well, all the best to whoever is trying to fix the servers right now. Godspeed. Uh, because uh, it's not like the demand for those that server is going to go down uh, for a hot minute. So... Blessed to whoever is 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 dicking around with the servers trying to fix them, because uh, that's going to be freaking crazy. Uh, that's nuts. I, I that's like I could have seen if they were doing like a free weekend or like a free couple of weeks, you know, whatever. But just free to own, holy shit, that's crazy. There you go. Well, and during quarantine time too, you know. It's well, like, that's it's just like it. A- it's like you know, free game for quarantine. 
Yeah. And GTA Five is a five. big game, and it's a good yeah. game. It's a lot, of, a lot of gameplay. I mean, a lot of game lot to of, get out of that. Yep. Uh, Mr. Black, you know what else is crazy and would bring what? the servers down? What? If everyone hit that like button. Mm. And that patreon.com slash leg TV. Hook a brother up with a buck. Stimulate our Patreon page with your Trump bucks. And if you don't want to do that, Hit Get the fucked. like button. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Sorry, that was there was a rhyme there. You yeah. kind of had to, you had you had a little you had a little flow going. I figured I might as well hit it. Hit it. Hit it. That's the way it is. Got to give a shout out to our sponsors. <laughs> we got NordVPN, seventy percent off using the promo code OTT. Link is in the description of this video, or if you're listening to this on some RSS feed, that's just mm. NordVPN.com. Slash OTT. Mm. 7% off, up to six simultaneous connections. Keep selling it. I have to open a window. It's 25 sure. degrees in here. Hey, you were thinking, hey, I just watched everything on Netflix. I- I'm maxed out. This quarantine's been killing me. Well, when you use NordVPN, you can change your IP to a different country to watch another version of Netflix. And yes, Netflix has different shows and movies depending on the region that you are currently in whether physically or virtually also you can stay safe and stay anonymous 30 day money back guarantee which means you don't like it get your money back within 30 days no questions asked you can use it on your smartphone your tv desktop app extension on your chrome browser but one click of a button boom you're in another country NordVPN.com slash OTT. Hey, they support the podcast. Go support them. When you're in the market for a, Nord, for a VPN service, virtual private network, they're the ones you're going to think of. You're going to use that promo code OTT because we want to get renewed. And they're awesome. And it works. Servers are fast. You can game on them. You can stream on them. You can stream and game on them. You can stream, game, and listen to this podcast on them. NordVPN, go check them out. Also going to give a shout-out to Elgato. If you guys don't got a stream deck, well, you Elgato get one right now. Whether it's a mini, a regular, an XL, they got it available for you right now. Link is in the description below. You need some lighting for your TikTok videos? You're doing some some solo photo shoots in the quarantine. You doing some streaming? Got a green screen? You need a green screen? Elgato's got it. They got the key light. They got a green screen. They got capture cards. Basically, it's a one-stop shop for your streaming needs and any other type of computer work that you're doing, not even just streaming related. So go and check out Elgato and get a dang stream deck. Because they're pretty fire. It's one big macro hotkey. You can just program it, click a button. You can have the technical alpha Patreon page right there as a button. Oh, you know what? I feel like giving. And click that. It's going to take you over to that Patreon page. Mm. After you're not throwing that money over on that Patreon page, you're going to click another button over to our iTunes page. And you're going to leave that review. Then you're going to click the third button. And that's going to go to War Council Gaming. Oh. And you're going to go check out his newest review that is spicy hot 
<laughs> and then you're going to go ahead and click another button. It's going to take you over to NordVPN. And you're going to go ahead and buy that three-year subscription. 70% off using the promo code OTT. And then at the very end of all that, all that is done. You're going to click another button. And there's plenty of buttons left. But you're going to click one more button. It's going to take you to Pornhub. Mm. And when you click on that button, it's going to actually open up a new sub of buttons. And each button within that Pornhub folder is going to be different categories. Asian. BBC. Amateur. Voyeur. What are some other ones? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I, I haven't actually I'm used a, category amateur. porn in a I'm while. Just, I'm just amateur. I'm just, I'm just amateur pretty much all the time. Uh, I'm going to be real. I'm, I'm kind of out the game. So, But you got never, options. Never out the game. You got options. <laughs> never out the game. And you know why I'm not out the game? Because it's just so easy to get into the game <laughs> when, I, when I click a button on my stream deck. Uh, it's true. Speeds it right up. Shout outs to Elgato, who support the dang podcast. So get out there and pick yourself up at least a stream deck. Everybody can use one. It's like a second and third monitor. You didn't even know you needed it until you got it. It's life-changing. Fun fact, Jeff. Ubisoft used the stream deck to help develop Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Let me tell you how you did it. They had a they had a Stream Deck XL. You know how many buttons are on the Stream Deck XL? Yeah, how many how many buttons on the Stream Deck XL, Jeff? You want to let you want to let me know real quick? Four, eight, twelve, sixteen times two, thirty-four. Right? Is my math wrong? Four, eight, twelve, sixteen, twenty, twenty-four. 30, 30, 28, 32. First try. Fuck! <laughs> I'm tired, all right? I'm fucking tired. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I streamed 16 hours yesterday, all right? I'm tired. Okay, look. And I used my stream deck the whole time. Look, Ubisoft used Stream Deck XL to help develop Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and this is how they did it. Their art department and their programming department got together and they drew one frame and put a new frame on all 32 of those buttons and then somebody took a camera and recorded as somebody pressed each of those buttons in succession to hit the target 30 frames per second. Boom. Elgato. Boom. You Elgato get one. The Elgato 8. You know how they can fix that? By getting two XLs Sinking them together, and then they could get 32 plus 32, 68. 64, <laughs> 64 frames. You ain't getting me this time and stop fucking making fun. <laughs> anyway, movies and TV. Uh, moving on. AMC stock rose almost 45% at one point on the rumors that Amazon was considering purchasing the company. Uh, I doubt that that's particularly likely given the current situation because stockholders wouldn't exactly want to see a cash-only acquisition, which is what would happen right now. Uh, but 
If the rumors were true, I mean, that'd be pretty interesting, be pretty crazy. I also feel like that'd be bordering on Monopoly status, but hey, what do I know? And we mentioned this before, I said, you know, imagine you're an Amazon Prime member. Now you're getting a percentage off your movie tickets. It just makes sense. They can, right. they can, they could actually release their Amazon original films in their own theaters and digitally at the same time. They, That's right. They don't need to respect any type of theatrical window. No, they just Whatever go the for it. Theaters. That's right. So that is right. Uh, it is crazy if Amazon buys AMC. It's we'd fuck it. It'll be nuts. Yes, It'll it would be nuts. Be nuts. Uh, the incredibly popular Hamilton is mm. getting released a year early as a Disney Plus exclusive. That's big too. It's also big. Uh, I haven't seen Hamilton because, well, it's impossible to get tickets. Yeah, and they're all expensive. Yeah, if if going to New York wasn't already expensive, going to Broadway for Hamilton, next level. Um, so they are actually bringing. Hamilton to Disney Plus as an exclusive and uh, apparently it's filmed it's like a unique experience it, it's like you're getting the Broadway but in a different way and apparently it's supposed to be very very dope it's supposed to be a big thing and uh, Disney just swooped up the rights and uh, it's going on Disney Plus boom that's going to do big numbers I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch that day one. Yeah, that's going to do some big numbers. Uh, Lucasfilm exec doesn't want fans to care much about the canon because he says it's all fake anyway, Jeff. I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't even know how to respond to that either. I don't even know how to respond to that. It's basically like Lucasfilm, this Lucasfilm executive going, you know what? Yeah, just fuck you. We we fu- we fucked up the canon. We don't really care, and you shouldn't either, because it's all fake anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, why have canon in the first place? You know what I mean? It's all fake anyway. Who cares? <laughs> Fuck. Who cares? Yeah. Just like Kathleen Kennedy's appreciation and love for Star Wars, it's all fake anyway. Yep. Jeff, what's next? Because I've got Tech. nothing, I've got nothing else for movies and TV. That's yeah. I mean, I haven't really, I haven't watched anything. Nothing. We're just tech support. Will Hawkins asks, "What's your favorite beef in hip hop, past or present?" Um, I gotta go. I gotta go with Jaw Rule and Fifty Cent. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's it's a good one because it's a, it's a closer match, right? Mm. You mm. know, let's not pretend that Face Cent is some sort of rap savant. Neither is Ja Rule. They're both not terrible, but their their beef is fucking hilarious, and to watch it has is is pretty is pretty funny. I gotta say, um, you know, uh, obviously because I'm racist, Eminem versus everyone. It doesn't matter who his beef is with, uh, as long as we get a diss track at M. That makes me happy because his diss tracks rarely disappoint. <laughs> and so it's M versus M the, the world. world. There you go. <laughs> Good pick. Uh, K 
Timmits, no question, just a comment. Jeff, you're looking more and more like Mr. Popo. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, everyone loves Mr. Popo, so it's not the end of the world, you know? It's not the end of the world. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Bing, 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 bing. Stuka says, uh, today is my birthday. Happy birthday, Stuka. Happy birthday. Well, uh, he said, which made me think to ask, what's the most memorable birthday either of you have ever had? I'm, I'm going to go with my 30th was pretty awesome. I mean, I sang karaoke for the first and last time in my life at your 30th yeah. birthday because it was your 30th birthday. And I was genuinely surprised. I swear I had no <laughs> fucking clue. <laughs> like I had no idea. The only th- the only time that I thought something was going on was when I got out of the car and as I'm walking towards the house and I was blindfolded, I I just knew we were back home because you just know your steps instinctually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just walking like I knew where I was and then I figured like okay, something's going down at the house, but I was not expecting virtually everybody you know, all my good friends and family, like everybody was there. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty far. It's pretty far. Uh, I, I sang, uh, I, everyone was loaded as fuck. I sang, uh, what did I, what did I sing? It's not unusual. It's not unusual. You crushed it too. And then, uh, and then Jordan did the Carlton dance mm-hmm. on the side while I sang, it's not unusual. That happened. And nobody recorded it, and nobody will ever see it happen again. That was a one-off event. It's, it's, it's all here. It's all, yeah, it's all in it's Jeff's here. drunk mind. Saving it for later. Uh, mine, I, I, like, all of my birthdays are, are kind of, like, the same. I'm not a big birthday celebration guy. I'm, I'm not into, like, um... It's just not, it's just not me. And all of our birthdays are usually, like, pretty much the same in that except for a year like this year um we combine birthday parties because so many of the family is here and uh, we spend a lot of time together so birthdays around the same time we combine them into all one birthday all the family gets together celebrates that group of birthdays and then there's like one in like you know june-ish that we do one in the fall and then that's kind of how it goes so i don't have any like crazy for them they're, they're basically all basically all the same which is fine because uh, I'm a low-key birthday guy in the first place. I'm not. I'm not like a, a huge birthday dude. I don't, I'm not somebody that like wants, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, pomp and circumstance around uh, around my birthday. Uh, Mark asks. Oh, sorry, our editor, Mark. Uh, how much Lego did you have growing up, and how much is still stuck in your feet? I actually had a lot of Lego growing up. Mm. I had a I had a big bucket. It's like a big um like Tupperware bucket. No, it was um you know when you go to buy ice cream at corner uh corner stores and they got those big white buckets. Yeah, like the five like the, the, the like the what they're not five gallon, are they? They're like five gallon, that's it. Yeah. I think you know those big ones. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had I had one of those filled up. So when I would play, I would just dump it all on the floor and then just go for hours and then throw it all back in there and yeah. And Yes, we've we've all stepped on Legos. We, I can actually still feel what that feels like. And as a dad, I'm sure when my son gets a little older, because right now Legos are just too small, you choke on them and stuff. But as he gets older, I'm sure we'll get him Legos, and I'll be reliving that moment all over again. And so will your feet. 
Yes. Uh, I owned a, a, a reasonable amount of Lego. I had a lot of, like, uh, Dad and I would buy a lot of, like, Lego models to, like, build. Uh, there was, like, I had, like, a really uh, big, like, uh, like, yacht boat one and, and some, like, themed Legos and stuff that we would build. Um, but we, when we, once we built, like, it was a big model, you know, it would take, like, three days. We normally, like, kept the model around. I didn't have, like, a big bucket of, of various Lego that got mixed up. Uh, and I didn't need to because Brian, at the end of the street, had the most Lego I've ever seen out of any individual on Earth. Um, which is an exaggeration, but he had a shitload of Lego. He had certainly the most of anyone I knew. He had those big Tupperware containers that you would, like, store mm-hmm. things permanently in, like, a fucking garage with. He had, like, three or four of those. Mm. To the rim. Lego. And so you could go, I mean, fuck you if you were trying to find a specific part. Like, you are you were basically needle in a haystack. But yeah. he had so much Lego. He had so much Lego that for one of my, I remember one of my elementary school uh, history projects, I rebuilt Fortress Louisburg in Lego. Damn. Because I had enough Lego at my disposal to rebuild fucking Fortress Louisburg from Lego. Uh, so... Yeah, he had a shitload of Lego. We we spent a lot of time playing on Lego. I spent a lot of time stepping on Lego. Shit fucking sucks, dude. Lego yeah. hurts. A lot. But yeah, there you go. Um. Mm. Alexa asks, what would you think of a ticket system where parking tickets are calculated by income? Say a parking ticket is 1% of your annual annual income, drunk driving is 5%. No. Um, yes. No. No. Not that percentage, not those percentages, but yes. And here's why. Uh, people get to a certain level of wealth where they just get to ignore everything. Um... You well, see it all the time where you see people uh, in in downtown Halifax, bro. BMWs, Mercedes and shit parked in illegal spots all over the city because they know that two things. One, parking in the city is a fucking nightmare to find. Two, you can pay up to $15 a day in underground fucking parking in places, and that's a lot of money for anyone that doesn't want to spend money on parking. Three, they know that they still have to have a rent-a-cop come by, find their car, and give them a fucking ticket. And four... Any ticket that they get, they just don't give a fuck because they've got money. I've seen so many rich ass, no, this is not to single anyone out, you know, for any other reason than I've seen it. So many rich fucking Asian students in 7 Series BMWs and shit and in fucking 350Z, Fair Ladies and all shit. Just ignore every parking rule ever existed because if they have to pay it, it means nothing to them. Fucking $200 is the pissing in the wind literally fucking nothing and so they get to ignore rules it's the same reason why a lot of people they don't give a fuck about speeding tickets it's like what are you going to get a stunting ticket in your fucking three hundred thousand dollar car for driving 180 200 kilometers an hour like whoopty fucking do here i'll pay you my five thousand dollars and walk the fuck away who gives a shit that's if the cops even catch me doing 200 to 300 fucking kilometers an hour like that fucking asshole kid 19 year old took his his dad's mercedes out on the fucking highway in ontario and did 192 miles an hour on a public highway you know why because he can give a fuck and the parents loaded 
the the ticket price doesn't matter. But if you make it so it's a percentage of their income now, now they go, oh wait, we should probably not break this fucking rule because I'm rich as fuck because it's going to cost me a fucking fortune. Watch how fast motherfuckers going downtown and ignoring parking rules, speeding tickets, whatever the fuck else they want to do because they've got money. Watch how fast they stop doing it when it's going to cost them a percentage of their yearly fucking income. Watch how fast it fucking happens. And watch how much money, whatever does slip through, the cities and shit of the police officers that catch them doing that shit, watch how much that money actually gets to finally get put to use (laughs) instead of just a pansy-ass fucking $15 parking ticket for fucking somebody's shit up. Oh my god, I'd love to see it personally. Just because of how many times I've seen the shit happen. I'm not even, I'm not even gonna fucking, my, my answer is no. I think it's ridiculous. You drive drunk, you get in an accident, you take a percent income every fucking time. No more of this fucking. You drive drunk, you get in an accident, you lose your license. I mean, I I don't think. And you lose a percentage of your income. You're playing with somebody's life other than your own. Congratulations. You just lost your license and you lose a bunch of your income. Suck some dick. The amount of people that drive impaired, whether they're smoking weed, whether they're they're drinking or whatever, mm. the, the reality is is there needs to be stricter stricter um, repercussions for breaking those rules, and a percentage of your income is not it. What it is is your ability to drive should be it. So instead of losing money, because money, if you want to talk about the super rich and the rich people that don't give a fuck, they're not going to care regardless. What they're going to care about is if they can't drive their fucking car. Are, so you, if you, are, are, you, are you sure if you take 5% of somebody's fucking $200 million in a year that they're going to stop and go, you know what? That's fine. Such an extreme. Who the fuck is making $200 million a fucking year? Seriously. We're Actually, talking a about- lot of people. No, no, actually, it's not that many people are making $200 million a year on their taxable income a year. It's just not happening, all right? If you want to talk about people that have money and truly don't care, the ones that are driving $400,000 cars, do you think they're going to give up the people that do twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 service on their vehicles like it ain't fucking nothing they don't bat an eye about? They're not going to give a shit about a $10,000 fine, a $1,000 fine, what they're going to care about is losing their fucking license, not being able to drive, period. That's what needs to be hit. The money isn't needed. Well, the, they, the they, lose their li- they lose their license yeah. anyway. No, if you get parking tickets, you don't lose any points on your license. I could go downtown and get 50 fucking parking tickets. As long as I pay those tickets on time, nothing is happening. But I'm not just talking about just parking tickets. I'm talking about fucking like uh, uh, car-related tickets in general. Yeah. If they're speeding tickets, yeah, they're losing points on license. You do that enough, you're going to lose your license. Who cares about the money? The money is whatever. Trust me. You threaten people to lose their damn license and they get caught, they're going to stop doing that shit because they can't drive their $400,000 cars or whatever. And it's not even just the rich that are doing this, dude. This is everybody that's doing this shit. Sure. My fucking grandparents speed. Sure. You know, this isn't like... uh, I speed. Yeah, so this isn't like, oh, I'm so sick and tired of of the rich doing it's, this. Or but that, that that hits everyone. 
it's everybody. You only take notice of the 7 Series BMW and the C63s, and you go, oh, these guys are fucking douchebags. But you don't take notice of the 1994 Honda Civic. Yes, I do. <laughs> Same fucking thing. Well, then why don't you say that in your argument? Because they because do it those because those people stand out like a sore thumb, and they're easy to point at because they have money, and you think that they don't have any any consequences for the action because they can just go ahead and do it. The because they don't most of the time. Because the motherfuckers that that actually are doing this a lot, they don't even pay their fucking tickets. They don't give a fuck. They go around going, "I don't care." What are you gonna do? I got no money to pay you. you what are you gonna do? You're gonna take a one or two percent or five percent of my fucking income? Uh, I don't. I'm not gonna pay this. I'm not gonna pay this ticket. It's then you not go to jail. The, 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 now we're getting. Now we're taking. Oh yeah. So now we're gonna fill our jails with people that are getting tickets and then we're going to pay more tax dollars on filling up our jails for people that are uh speeding or getting tickets that's you what take the, okay well there's a fucking trail here you start with a fine and it, a loss of points on license then you have to take the license and if they're going to still drive without a license what do we do just let them drive without license because we don't want to fill the jail up you fucking you have to do something what are you talking about? If you well, if you there has to be a gradient of of severity because if you're saying it's not just money, then what other than taking their license away? The question is about fines. Yes, okay? but what you are saying is that it's not enough with fines. So what I'm saying is that's fine to say. That's a lot of fines in one sentence. That's fine to say, but then there ha- but there's always going to be something that has to happen that deters well, them. Well, there already is. If you're not dry, if you are driving your vehicle without a license, yes. you are getting arrested. Period. Like, yes. They're gonna they're gonna tow your car, sure, and they're gonna send you to prison. I mean, that's just it. If you have an expired license, you're still driving around. That happens now. Like that's already a thing. I'm talking about in terms of should should people it be a percentage instead of oh you know I got a I got a fucking uh, uh, a ticket the other day uh, or a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, for not having my, my plates renewed. I had no idea because I took my Mercedes out. I didn't know my my plates were up. So I just drove thinking they gave me a hundred and eighty dollar fine. What yeah. are you gonna do? You want to you want to take five percent of my of my income because I accidentally had I had taken it out of storage. I had no idea because I was driving a new car and and for the first time my plates got expired. You want to take five percent of my livelihood? I don't want to take I don't want to take five percent of your livelihood for that. But if you make it percent based, then it's always going to be higher. One percent of my yearly income could be less than one percent. That is fucking retarded. It could be less than one percent. Just give me the fine, and then if I do it again. I get another fine, and if I'm breaking the law, I'm going to lose my license. It's just the way it is. What they need to do is, for we're talking about regular-ass tickets, it's, hey, if you continue to do this, you're going to lose your license. The problem is, most tickets, you don't lose your license unless you're straight-up uh, speeding like like you're like like that dude you're talking about, that extreme thing. You're driving 200 miles an hour. Yeah, you're going to get stunting. You're going to lose your license. You might even they might just take literally cut your license up right in front of you. You're done, bud. Like it's over. Uh, the what they need to do when it comes to parking tickets because I'm only going by what you, the example you said. You're talking about the guy down downtown that doesn't give a fuck that's going to park there instead of it percentage base of your income. Mm. Say, hey, dude, this is what happens. This is going to be a point off your license. You keep doing this shit, you're going to lose your license. You're going to be busing down here. You're not even you. We're going to be opening up these slots to people doing a percentage base. That is insanity. 
to the 10th degree. You are quite literally having one person do the exact same thing. And depending on the type of job or income they have, you're going to, you're going to be taxing one person who some, might even be unemployed, not even making money. So what they, they don't, they don't get taxed at all. They don't, they don't have a fine or maybe their fine is $50. And then you got another guy is fine. Well, what do we do right now? If they don't have a job and they're they get a fine, Jeff. Well, you still have to pay. You still, you still have to pay. So there has but to be why? a minimum. There has to be a uh, there has to be a minimum for what you have well, to pay. Why, that's why I'm saying if you get a speed or a parking ticket down downtown and it's fifty bucks, everybody pays fifty dollars. Everybody is held at, uh, to the same level of, of accountability. But what they need to do is start taking points off your license. If they start doing that, then you will start to see people go. Okay, maybe the 50 the the me parking here not looking for a, th- a parking spot or going to the park aid and paying might actually be worth it because i don't want to lose any more points in my license and then if i lose points in my license and i lose my license i'm not driving that that, that is that's all you need to do i think taking a percentage this is insane that's it that's crazy that's the type of talk that people that don't like people with money think it's it's like a it, it's it's this weird like oh fuck them they got money anyway oh you know what the the fucker think they can do whatever they want because they got money it th- that's ridiculous because you're putting those people in the exact same thing uh, people that don't have a lot of money or people that are are are, are whether it's low class middle class upper class whatever the case may be you're you're putting them all in the same pool you're acting like those type of people don't go around and think the same way it's I they, think it's a, they, a, they do, but the in terms of holding them all to the same standard, they are getting all hold to the same standard. But the the if, when it comes to monetary fining, it is not being levied the same way because exactly. somebody with so much money, it does yeah. not affect them in the same manner. And exactly. so That's fines why. are always going to be part of the system because mm-hmm. it's it's something that the cities and stuff can use as income to use in other places that's always going to be the case and mm-hmm. there's always going to be fines before points taken off of licenses especially in instances of things like parking tickets where they don't want to like have everyone that has a parking ticket have to get processed through license points being removed they're always going to have fines so the, everyone's being held to the same standard in society as far as following the rules, but yeah. the but the the uh, <laughs> the punishment being levied is not equivalent because the more money that somebody has, the less of a deterrent the fine is. Full stop. Yes, that's why I said start taking points away for parking tickets instead of just speeding tickets and other sort of extreme things that you do within your car. Because no matter if you're rich, poor, or middle class, whatever class you're in, if you're speeding down the road, you get the same fine and the same amount of points taken off. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the money. It, it has everything to do with the ability to drive, the luxury to drive. And depending on how much money you have, it, you shouldn't, the government can't be, can't go well, around. And, here's, here's it, my, here's my argument for, for what you were just saying there as well, is that you're saying that you're saying that people, people doesn't matter how much money they make. They all still speed. They all still do whatever it's whatever. Yes. Right. And that's what the, 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 the current system with the idea that you're saying is that, uh, is that if you told people that they're going to lose their license, then that is going to be the ultimate deterrent for them not doing the act in the first place. Well, we already know that that people speed and they do things that they know ha- run the risk of ha- them having lo- uh, to lose their license in the current system. They do it anyway. Yes. Okay. So 
obviously, in that instance, then, there has to be some other paired deterrent to make it seem even more severe. Because uh, a points off a license that's not an immediate loss of license depending on, depending does not on affect how- that person right now, unless they're on their last fucking point on their license. It doesn't affect that person right now. That's a that's a that's a fucking figment of their imagination out there in a num- imaginary number land. You know what affects them right now, especially if if uh, if it's a percentage base of their income, is that it affects their, their it affects their bottom line immediately. And if you do it a percentage based on income, then it changes the game as far as that deterrent being equally as important across the spectrum to everyone. Because as a deterrent. For somebody who makes lots of money, a $300, $400 fine means absolutely nothing. But a $300 to $400 fine, which they're being held to the same standard as far as like societally speaking, $300, $400 fine to somebody who's working at McDonald's makes a lot more of a fucking uh, deterrent. Doesn't stop them from doing it just the same as it doesn't stop them from doing it knowing that they'll lose their license. But what it does do is it combines deterrence in a way that's actually even more potent for everyone across the board as an average while also doing what ultimately fines are meant to do in the first place. It's a dual system. It's to actually be a deterrent when appropriate and to put money in the pocket of the city to do shit with with that money. That's what fines exist for. It's, it's, if it was just about making people obey the law, then they'd do this. You fuck up three times, regardless if it's a parking meter, regardless if it's a speeding ticket, regardless of what the fuck it is, then you lose your license, you're done. You don't get to drive for six months, come back and try again. You fucking lose your license three times in your lifetime, guess what? You don't drive ever again. And depending on the severity of what you do, you might just lose your license, period, which is already what exists. There would be no money involved. Ever. It would never have money touch it. It would only be about enforcing the rule of law so that people can watch and go through life with everyone obeying the law. But there's money involved for that reason because it helps. It's like tax dollars. It, it, it pays, it pays for, for streets to be paved once every six years in Halifax. It pays for fucking shit to be done all over the city. In any city in the world. So you, you, if you're going to have both... I don't agree with you at all. That's fine. I, and I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about it, but a percentage base thing is fucking stupid. And it's never going to happen, and there's a reason why it'll never happen. Because it's absolutely, insanely ludicrous. Well, Get I know you'll the- disagree with this too, but the reason why it would never happen is because anyone that has any amount of political influence is not somebody with zero dollars in their pocket. It doesn't fucking happen anywhere. <laughs> Take a fucking percent. What are we going to do? Take 0.02%? It was zero point five percent. If that year. if that income if that in, if that ends up being more than one hundred and eighty dollars in fines, then yeah, it makes more sense. You're in fucking fairy tale land, bro. You speed enough, you're gonna lose your license. Period. You know, I don't know what kind of reality and and shit you we want to live in, where everybody is in this extreme fucking shit, uh, where it's like, hey, motherfucker, you want to go ahead and speed down a uh, down the road? You want to run a red light? Guess what, bro? It's half of your uh, yearly income. Bet you're gonna sure. think twice. You know you why? Because if you run a light, you know what you're risking big time. Killing a motherfucker that's not you. Yep. yep. So you lose half your income. Yep. Congratulations. You know what? You know what's worth more than that person's. You know. You know what's yeah. worth. You know what's worth more. You know what's worth more than that person's income. Uh, here we go. The life. life. Yes, I know. Yeah. It well, is. Do you disagree yeah. with that? I don't disagree with it, but it's such an extreme. It's such an extreme. Running a red light is an extreme, nor is it an uncommon occurrence. Anyway, next question. <laughs> 
I'm not going to argue with you about this. Where do you like to sit in a movie theater, Jeff? In the middle. Center. But like like up up and down the uh up and down like how far how close to the I'm in the I'm in the dead center. Oh, like center in, center. Center okay. center. Uh if the if the theater is packed, yeah. then I prefer to be a little bit lower than center. I don't like going to the very top. I'm three or four rows down from the top, regardless of the screen. Uh, and then in the middle, obviously. I know some people that like to be, like, middle on the, like, very edge, like the one seat that they have, or the two seats up against the fucking railing going down or whatever in some of the theaters and shit. Uh, I guess it's because they have to use the washroom a lot or something, but, like, looking... I've had to do that once, and looking sideways at a fucking theater screen... Um, is one of the worst experiences. It's the antithesis of the theater experience, really. Uh, and not something that I like to do to myself. All I can think of is the one time we went to the fucking theater with your dad who wanted to take uh, your sister to Monsters, Inc. And we had nothing better to do, so we went to Monsters, Inc. And it was so fucking packed. And we sat in the very front, very front row. And even as a child, I left there with a neck that felt like a 90-year-old man by the time we were out of that fucking theater. And I'm not sure I actually saw... Half of that movie. I'm pretty yeah, I sure. Saw, I saw uh, I saw 007 Skyfall in the front row of IMAX. What? IMAX front row? So I, I basically saw a section of the screen. <laughs> so I wanted to watch a scene. I'm literally doing this. Constantly. Did you get any of that movie like whatsoever? Like did any? That's dude. That's fucking yeah, I mean, close. It, but it was it was not enjoyable. Oh my god. Fuck. Yeah, not enjoyable. And you didn't go deaf? No, I mean, you know, you know me. Oh, uh, that's I, true. I, yeah. It's super loud, so. I mean, IMAX speakers that close, fuck. <laughs> oh my god. No, thank you. That's one thing that, there was one time I went into an IMAX, and I didn't sit the very front, but I was in, we had to sit in that bottom section, but we were in the very, like, top part of that bottom section, and that was just fucking awful. Just a brutal experience from top to bottom. Mostly because the audio was so fucking loud from that close to the screen. Uh, where's my spot? Mm. <laughs> I have to add. I don't even know if I have an answer to this question, but it's so fucking random that I can't not ask it. Bounce asks, you've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What do you do with your new elephant? How am I given an elephant? Like, okay, so I can't. The, well, this is a dumb hypothetical in the first place. You know what I do, Jeff? I put it in a room in my house as best I can, specifically, so that every time I have company over, I can say, look, we just got to talk about the elephant in the room the whitest joke you might have said in many of years. <laughs> um, man. <laughs> what do I do? I mean, I guess I like, I start a little business and I have kids and stuff be able to ride the elephant. It's like elephant rides for, there you go. You know, 20, $20 to take you around the around the neighborhood. 
It's a hell of a release uh, waiver that you'd have to have them sign for that, though. Hey, whatever happens, happens. If he dies, <laughs> if he dies, he dies. It is what it is. You know, you could even do elephant showers. They can suck up a bunch of water, and then they can. It's true. You know, give you a little wash. You could tell people that it's therapeutic because it's coming from an elephant. Exactly. You you could sell avocado toast on one side and elephant showers on the other, and then like goat yoga at the end. You make millions. Uh... <laughs> it's from your favorite, Jeff. You know who it's coming from. Pulsating, ripe, developing titties. Mm, Has a question. My favorite type. <laughs> that name is ridiculous. It's a woman in the fucking picture too. I have no idea who it is in the picture, but it's too small. Uh, what? <laughs> Adam, what is the whitest thing about Jeff? And Jeff, what is the blackest thing about Adam? Okay, the blackest thing about Adam? <laughs> Not my penis. I can tell you that uh, much. I mean, the easy thing would be to say your voice, but you don't sound black. I don't sound black. You don't sound the stereotypical black. No. I know that everybody's going to say the voice, the voice, but uh, I hear Adam's voice. I don't think. No, nobody. She's black. You no. know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't say that. So I'm not going to say that. Um, God damn, man. Adam is a fucking white. I am super white. Motherfucker. Like, like super I mean, white crazy white it doesn't get much whiter i would say the fact that he plays basketball or that he played a lot of basketball is probably the blackest that is of adam that's probably it because you know black you know black people it's a black sport primarily have you caught Um, up on all the episodes of uh, the last dance of course fire fire i fucking i fucking love that shit i hope they do one for mike tyson i hope they do one for like uh all the greats uh, yeah, that was, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I would, I would say, I would say Adams, Adams basketball, um, stuff because if you guys know, I mean, you guys know Adam, but if if you grew up with Adam and you know his parents and you know, like Adam is straight white. I'm, I am, I am bleached white flour turned into white bread. You know what? Actually, you know what the blackest thing about Adam is? Mm. Me. <laughs> That's pretty much, <laughs> pretty much the blackest thing about Adam. Probably. Is that he, is that he rolls with me and we're boys. Uh, that's it's like not, the it's not wrong. thing. And, you know, I'm not particularly the most black in black. And I say that in your stereotypical. What's the whitest thing about Jeff? Fuck. Ah. <sighs> You know, we used to, you know, we had a nickname for Jeff growing up. It's Kanye East. (laughs) Because Jeff's level of blackness is kind of similar to Kanye West's level of blackness. It's very similar level of blackness. Jeff has a lot more brain cells still functioning than Kanye West does. However, very similar level of blackness. I would say, I would say the whitest thing about Jeff... Uh, is 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 the not insignificant amount of time in which he wore Ed Hardy exclusively. 
By far, that is not even I wore it, Hardy, and I'm the whitest person on earth. I I still have a bunch of rhinestone Ed Hardy stuff around. (laughs) So when when before before you knew Maximus Black, there was Maximus Hardy. All right, (laughs) and I'll tell you, I remember I remember working at Old Navy and Empire Theaters, making like. You know, minimum wage, and back then minimum wage was like six bucks an hour. Wasn't and great. My, my paychecks would be like three hundred bucks mm. on a good week. I would take that three hundred dollars, go down to Duggars, and buy a T-shirt <laughs> for three hundred dollars. <laughs> Broke. I. I had. I, had some expensive clothes. Uh, <laughs> broker than a motherfucker. And I'd go downtown with my boys. Thought that was cool. Working out a little bit. Have my Bro, little on there. Every time Jeff, every time Jeff got a paycheck and went to Duggars and bought a shirt, he immediately said, I will never be able to financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say it was definitely it's definitely Ed Hardy and your unabashed love for both uh, the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, and Celine Dion. There you go. Hey man, I'm pretty white. Hey, my mom's white. All right, I'm half white. I grew up around a lot of white. Although my mom is blacker than I am, without a doubt. I was I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you did. Your mom is definitely I, blacker than you are. I'm pretty fucking black. I mean, you know, she's white. <laughs> But she's she's got black tendencies. Like I have white family and black family, and my mom. So when my my dad and my mom got together, my mom had to move out of of her place and move in with dad and his his parents. Mm. So my mom, at a young age, we're like 17, 18 years old. She grew up with black family. So you know she lived in a trailer park for when she was a kid in the teenage years. And then in her late teens, when she got pregnant with me, uh, her mom kicked her out. And then she had to, she stayed with my dad and his family. My and my dad's family was black, like they're black, black. They're Baptists. And they're Southern they're, Baptist they're, black. They're black, black. Like so, <laughs> you know, if you were to see me, Vanta black. When I'm with my black family, I'm the whitest black guy there, without yeah. a doubt. They are straight up. They drop n bombs. They they're black. They're full black. They, they love, they, you know, the Baptists, they, they're, uh, they're, they're black. I mean, they got that attitude, right? It's amazing. It's fun to be around. Uh, the old, the old ladies have hats that are the size of small cars. Yeah, my uh, the grandfather's like, wearing like bright neon orange zoot suits. Yeah. Um, they, you know, that's, that's just, that's them. And so my mom grew up essentially in that environment. So my mom, you know, she's black. My mom, my mom is straight up black. Um, you know, she'll fight a, she'll fight a motherfucker, <laughs> you know, smokes weed, fucking, uh, she, she, she talks, she, she talks with like slang sometimes. She can be ghetto at times, but she's my mama. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, she's, she's definitely blacker than I am. I, I don't even know. I, it's just the kids and stuff that I grew up with. 
Yeah, I grew up in a pretty like white. Oh, this street is white as fuck. Yeah. So like even before, well, yeah, I guess like before I moved where you where you were, the area I lived in was it was still fairly white. Like I didn't live in the hood, but it was like it was the white hood. Yeah. So you know, um, I only lived in the hood hood when I was really young. So and my only you know black friend was Teo. Really, everybody else is white, right? So I was pretty whitewashed. I know this. A lot of this is sounding really stereotypical because of the question, but it was just my surroundings. So I just grew up kind of around white folks and their parents and their, you know, and grew up in that. So uh, I never really got that. Uh, and even Teo wasn't like he was pretty white too. He's pretty as, white too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was black, black. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say he like tendencies. He was like fairly white, but he was darker than a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. The, the he's the type of black that you know you only see him when you smile at night. You know, which was the, which I was gonna say that actually happened. We used to play track down at night, and a a viable method for finding Teo was to try and make him laugh while he was in the woods, and you could see because he had really his teeth were perfect, super super white teeth, and super white. And so yeah. you get him smiling, and the moon would hit his teeth, <laughs> <laughs> and you'd see, and you'd see him in the woods. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's the Technical Off Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're not making that. St- that's actually legit. You make him laugh. You see him smile. That's it. You got him. And then one day he uh, he tried to run. Oh no, I was that wasn't him. That was Raymond. Mm-hmm. Run back the back of the friggin' houses, tripped over he rock, fell. and just fucked himself dry. <laughs> Put a hole in his head. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Tech the Alpha podcast. We will see you guys next week. Stay safe out there. For God's sake, keep washing your hands. If your uh, local government says you can go back out and hang out in parks, don't, because <laughs> they're starting to say that shit. Believe me. Don't. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for stopping on by. Patreon.com slash Technical Alpha is the place to be if you want to financially support this uh, this habit. Until we see you guys next week. Peace! Okay.